Also, I really hope you know her name because I have no idea. Shion. Shion. Okay, I was going to say Shino. <laughs> it's close. You're close. I was like, I know it starts with an S-H. She's so. probably the most annoying one out of them. Perfect. I picked a good figure then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's annoying. Yeah. Not my favorite character. Okay. <laughs> probably my, my least favorite character out of the series. But she's got a horn and a ponytail. <laughs> it's like demon in the front party in the back. No, no. All right. <laughs> what kind of like? What was that? <laughs> Demon in the front, party in the back. That's what they always say about the, the about the mullet, you know? No, because <laughs> it's like short hair up front, then you have like the long hair in the back. So it's business up front, party in the back. But anyway, I don't think so. That's I don't think that's how it works. All the cool people say it. Trust me. No, they don't. It's to be born before 1980. <laughs> no, no, they don't. <laughs> Someone will get me. All right, everybody. Summer's over. Time to hang up the beach towels, pack up your umbrellas, get ready for cold, sad times. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Chris. Or I'm <laughs> you know what? We're starting over. How did I forget my name? No. Keep this in. I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Swade. And Fine. this is Deep Anime Dive. <laughs> Uh, I'm exhausted. I'm mentally broken this week. Um, <laughs> how are you doing? Uh, you, Chris? I'm doing good. That's good. You know, uh, just uh, just chilling, watching anime. Finished everything that I wanted to this season. That's good. Um, there was, there was kind of a lot of other ones that I wanted to watch, but I didn't get around to it. Um, that's fair. It's, there was a lot of potentially good stuff this season for sure. So, yeah. So I had a fun, I had fun with the season. Um, though it, for some reason, like this season felt a lot, um, less like a season. I don't know. Maybe it's just just because I wasn't watching very much mm. that it felt like the previous season had so much hype and so much, a lot of really good stuff behind it. Right. But this season was kind of just like, eh. no, I, I agree. It's, it's interesting. I think, um, cause I thought there was a lot of good shows this season, but I think you're right. There was like not a lot of hype around most of it. Yeah. Like even like, like online, like in the comments and things like, like people were just like, like a lot of shows for watching were like, well, it's Tuesday and this is the only Tuesday show. Like that was the attitude for a lot of stuff. Yeah. And it was like, that is interesting. Like, I guess maybe, maybe people were just kind of like tired out from last season. Cause last, last season had like a lot of, had a lot of big things happening. Yeah. A lot of big stuff. And like this one, like the only one that I remember of what day they came out was, uh, love live. Cause I knew that came out every, uh, Monday, right. but then the rest, I was like, did this episode air yet? I'm, or yeah. I would just forget about the show until like a couple of weeks later. And then I'm like, Oh, that's right. I'm watching the show. Right. No. Yeah. I think there's only like a couple of shows where like I knew when they were airing the rest of it was like, it was like, it's a mystery. Let's refresh today and see what happens. Yeah. But, what was it today? I forgot. You no, know, it's, like, it's Monday or Thursday. <laughs> it's one of them. 
yeah. So so yeah, that's that's what I've been doing and been uh studying Japanese as well as uh preparing for uh um the the next expansion for Final Fantasy and that's about that's about it I've been doing. Cool. What about you? Uh not nothing too exciting. I have been actually slowing down a little bit with my Japanese studies. Haven't stopped, but I've gone from like an hour to like twenty minutes a day. <laughs> I'll have everyone listening know that he said he was going to be N1 by the end of the year. Yeah, that was a different me. <laughs> that guy was super cocky. <laughs> um, had a swagger in his step. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> I don't like him. Because <laughs> now I'm dealing with the consequences of having to study for that. Um, so maybe not N1 this year. <laughs> maybe a, maybe in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's a lot of kanji, but... Um, it is. Yeah, I've kind of slowed down that mostly because um, I feel like I I probably mentioned this during the uh, the season preview, but I super overcommitted um, yeah, to did. shows this this season because I'm like I'm like a fat guy at a at a buffet where it's like oh everything looks good, I'll just bring five plates to the table with me. But, <laughs> and then as you're eating the five plates, you realize you're not sure if you could finish them all. <laughs> yeah, basically get like part with you the third plane. Like, oh, this might have been a mistake. Did you drop any of them? I dropped one show completely. I almost dropped a different one, but I changed my mind. Yeah. And I loosely regret it, but um yeah, I watched well, let me pull up my list so I'm super prepared because I always am. Um that was my ranting notes. Let me see. Here's my What do you use for notes? It's just called Note. Uh, Google Notes. It looks like Google Notes. It's whatever default one comes. It's OneNote is what it's called. OneNote. I like it because it's linked with my uh, computer, so I can take notes there and here, and it'll cross sync. Uh, I should I should use that because I just use Google Docs. Yeah, Google Docs is nice. It I mean it definitely is very like just like a Word document, but yeah, it is nice sometimes. So let me see here. I want one, two. So I finished 11 shows. There are two more shows that are continuing on to the next season. Wow. So 13 total. Um, wow. Don't do it, guys. I only watched five. <laughs> Anime is a drug. <laughs> Not even once. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been getting enough sleep lately. <laughs> Hence my inability to remember my name. <laughs> Have you been playing any games at all? No. I downloaded, um, uh, what is it, Delta Rune Chapter 2. And I want to play it. I haven't started yet. There was a yeah chapter two released like last week or something. Oh really? I don't relative to whenever this episode is released on air, I guess. But hmm. um, I've heard it's it's quite sizable. Like it's like twice as long as the chapter one was. That's good. So it's nice seeing Toby Fox do more things. No, oh, yeah. I mean, he's sticking to his like every three years. I got to do something schedule. So. I might, uh, once Deltarune's done, maybe I'll try it. Yeah. I think you were saying like 2023 that you're shooting for, like the end of 2022, maybe. Yeah. But Is there um, just going to be three chapters, I'm guessing? It's going to be a five chapter thing. So like, oh. they're basically going to release the rest of it like as one thing. Oh, okay. That was going to be the original goal, but I guess because there's like so much stuff happened last year, they're like, well, like it's like a show of good faith. We're going to release chapter two for free as well. 
you know, to show that we are still working on things. And then like all of it's going to be bundled together at the end. Yeah. So chapter, so like once the last three chapters are finished, I'll release it all as one game. It'll be for as, I think it's significantly higher price than Undertale was, but it's also going to be a significantly more meaty game. Yeah. Like we're shooting for like, like a 30 hour game or something. Like it was pretty ambitious, but yeah, I'm, I might try it out when it's, when it's all put together. Yeah. I mean, I like chapter one and chapter two looks just as good. So anyway, did you give up on the Neptunia games? <sighs> I'm like, just on hold. I'm almost done with the first one. And I, I do want to play them all because playing them, I've been playing them in Japanese, which is really good Bankyo. And yeah. also they're like so much better in Japanese. Yeah. Like the, the, the English translation for those games just wasn't like, it's very lazy. Yeah. Like I'd say if someone talks for like a paragraph, they only translate like a sentence. It's pretty rough. Really? And maybe the newer ones, they actually had more money and they did more, but yeah, it's really minimal. In I the wanted, first game. I want to say that I played the first game in English. Yeah. The, with the, the dub. Yeah. There's a dub even. Hmm. Maybe. I think there was. There could be. I know there, I know some of them are, so that could be true. I didn't, I didn't play it dubbed if that's a thing. Like, cause you can switch back and forth. Yeah. And like, I was doing that just to compare and it's, it's yeah. It's bad. But it's really fun in Japanese. So that I'd say it's worth learning just for that. Cause the puns are great. It's a super funny game. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah. So I just, that's what I've been up to. So let's get some, uh, let's get topical. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Yeah. Hot topical. Hot topical. Cause we're all about them. Them jokes. <laughs> you're the one that likes the jokes. Yeah. And you're the, the one that Osan, tolerates them. The Osan jokes. They're so good. Osan. Who's Osan? What? Oji-san jokes. Oh, sure. Is <laughs> that what they call him? Probably. Why not? All right. So very, very important news. Um, this is a big deal. It's actually, some of you may be aware of this. I think this was part of the Nintendo Direct Expo. Yeah. But uh, Square Enix unveiled a new project they're working on. A pretty big deal. I'd say it's going to be better than Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, Chocobo GP Racing. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Um, this is... I say that like half is a joke, but like I actually really loved um, for the PlayStation one, there was a Chocobo racing game. It was janky and broken. It was like the worst racing game ever, but it was, I super loved it because it was Final Fantasy themed. Wasn't it because you couldn't get a Nintendo system, couldn't get Mario Kart, so you played that instead? No, yeah. My, my dad thought he was being cool by getting me like, and I guess like PlayStation was like the cooler system or something. So he's like, ah, you don't want a Nintendo 64. Those are for nerds. Yeah. So yeah, I had a PlayStation and I had like, yeah, all the PlayStation stuff, but it's still kind of the way it is now, I guess. No. Yeah. So there's Chocobo Racing coming out. Like, and like, unless there's like a mobile game, which may have happened at some point in the last 10 years, as far as I know, this is like the first time Chocobo Racing has existed since the nineties. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm low key hyped <laughs> just because I'm curious to see like what it'll be like, if it'll be good or not. So that was a big deal for me. I'm uh, curious if, uh, well, actually, I, I, I guess another bit of news along the same vein is that yeah, sure. is that uh, Bayonetta three. Oh was yeah, that actually was a pretty cool trailer too. Yeah, Bayonetta is my, probably one of my favorite game series of all time. Yeah, it's. You know, I've never I played the first one like half of it. Yeah. That was a game I never owned that one, but my friend let me borrow it once. But. Yeah, that wouldn't have been allowed in my house. But 
That was a fantastic game. It looked super fun. I was always super jealous. If you ever want to play the second game, I have it on Switch. Uh, maybe. Those games seem like really over the top, just action fighty. Yeah, it's it's very over the top, and like the dialogue is very over the top, and everything about it's over the top. Yeah, but that's like the charm of it. Right. Yeah, it's it's always surprised me like there haven't been like more games in the series. Yeah, because they did like the two, and it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. But and it was pretty funny. It's because uh, the creator, uh, I think his name is Kamiya or something like that. That sounds true. And it was like around E3 times when they and when they did their E3 direct or whatever. Mm. Um, all the people were going like, "Where's Bayonetta three? Where's Where's Bayonetta three? It's been like two years since you announced it. Where is it?" <laughs> yeah. And then the guy got so mad. The director <laughs> got so mad that everyone was saying, "Where's Bayonetta three? That he was like. I hate everyone that says that people are saying, where's Bayonetta three? Stop saying where's Bayonetta three or else you're not going to get the game. <laughs> like an angry parent. Yeah. That's basically what he was like. Take it away. If you don't learn. Like, And then um, that's why in this trailer, Bayonetta is like the moment you've all been waiting for or something like that. <laughs> Cause that was a little like slight towards like the people who were like, Where's Bayonetta news? Yeah, everyone's impatient. Yeah. And now that there's finally an actual trailer, everyone can, everyone's just like, can relax. All right. <laughs> just relaxed. Like, oh good, it's real. Yes. That's funny. So I'm really excited for that. Even though I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of the new Bayonetta design. Yeah, I've been, see, I don't know enough about like, I, I don't really know what the differences are. Cause like, again, I, I never played the original. So the, really... the new design is, um, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. Like the, the reason why it's that design. Cause you, I don't know if you've played the whole first game yet. I have not. I, I got to a part where she was like falling endlessly, no. um, jumping around and building pieces. Yeah. That's the beginning. Yeah. Cool. I didn't play very much of it then at all. <laughs> well, when you play it, you'll understand the design of the, uh, of Bayonetta's design this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really excited for that. Okay. Sorry to cut into your thing. No, oh, it's I, news. So. I, uh, there was one, another thing about the Nintendo Direct. Okay, sure. They said that the, I think it. they said, I don't think it was Nintendo Direct. Maybe it was somewhere after. But that Neo, the world ends with you game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you bought that yet. Have you bought it? I want to buy it on PC. It's coming out on PC. Yeah, that was, because I, I think they were saying that it was going to be like delayed a few months from the Switch version. Yeah, apparently it's only the Epic Game Store, though. Yeah, I actually died a little inside when I read that part. Yeah. Because Epic Games. <laughs> but yeah, Epic Games. I mostly just hate having my games in multiple libraries. Yeah, like I, it's, I like it's, them all at one place. It's frustrating to keep track of things. Yeah. But, I mean, I probably will buy it through Epic Games just because I really want to play it. But it'll probably be like another like year or two before it goes to seem from that point. So I don't want to wait that long. Right. What's your next piece of news? All right. Um, Carrying on with the tradition of strange products and strange places. And also Jujutsu Kaisen being just that cool. um, They recently have released a brand of Jujutsu Kaisen hairspray. So we have the the fingers, and now we have hairspray. Yeah. So while you're eating your uh, your uh, was it Suna? 
Yeah, schooner. Schooner fingers. Um, you can style your hair to look just like uh, I don't know their names. What's the blindfold guy? I don't uh, remember his name. Apparently, he's the hot one that everyone likes. Kakashi. Yeah, he, he's basically Kakashi. Let's be real. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess it's like some kind of like limited time thing. Um, I think it's Cape. Is it's a Japanese hairspray line, and I guess they they teamed up with Jujutsu Kaisen for some special like themed hairspray products, along with like a giveaway or something. So, um, if you live in Japan, you too can have great anime hair. <laughs> um, um, Jujutsu Kaisen, so. yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen hairspray. It's a thing. Believe it. What does it even smell like? I don't know. Jujus demons, <laughs> cursed Schooner, flesh, Skuna's figures, fi- figures, yeah. Skuna's fingers. Yeah, I, I assume it smells like just, I don't know, terribleness. That's another shit. Like, I need to finish watching that one. Um, I don't know enough to make jokes about it. You have this thing where you like watch a show and then you just never finish it. Yeah. If you go to my anime list, you can see like the list of shows I've watched half of and have not gotten back to. <laughs> Which is surprising considering how much shows you finished this season. I know. I'm kind of proud of myself. I finished everything but the very worst thing. And the very wow. worst thing was just impossible. Talking about the detective was already dead. I <laughs> will cry. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, that's. I think that's it for news. Should, yeah. we, should we just mosey on into the topic of the day? Yes, topic of the day, which is. <laughs> I was just about to. I was just about to say, let's get hot topical. <laughs> Sykes news part two, guys. <laughs> news part two. Even more news. Um. Uh. I think uh, tomorrow is Tokyo Game Show. Is that tomorrow? That could be true. I haven't paid attention ever since like, like once a G4 went defunct, I stopped paying attention to game conventions, which is sad to say because that's been like 12 years. Do you want to know something interesting? Um, So the Tokyo G4. Yeah. Um, they, you know how they're coming back, right? I, I think I heard about it like on the completionist cause he's doing something with them. Yes. And what was funny is that, um, a lot of streamers that I watched mm-hmm. like, uh, are like helping them in some ways. Right. And, uh, I remember there was one day that G4 did like some sort of like thing with a lot of streamers and they live streamed it. Mm-hmm. It was weird seeing the, the streamers that I watch normally mm-hmm. interact with like, Adam Sessler and oh Kevin gosh. Pereira. That's amazing. <laughs> it was like, it was me having this like weird moment where I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's just like a, this is weird. <laughs> kind of like weird time warp is this. <laughs> yeah. And Adam Sessler is just there. Like oh, he looks being, so old now. It's like yeah. so sad. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh, Kevin Pereira is trying to like to be like the, the MC of the thing. And right. like, the other streamers are always are always so loud, and they're like, they're both like playing off each other, and yeah. it's it was weird. <laughs> I kind of want to see that because because yeah, like G four was was basically my childhood because I didn't have internet. Yeah. So as far as video games, like that was my only source. 
X play. I watched so much X play. Probably watched every episode. Same. I watched most of the Attack of the Show. Yeah, I watched like Game Makers. Yeah, um, Attack of Attack of the of the Show was really good. I watched that a lot. Yeah, actually, that's how I learned about like that's how I was able to like watch. That was as close as I got to YouTube for a while because they would like highlight viral videos and stuff every now and then. And so that's how I learned about like uh, like a lot of like old school YouTubers. But. And then it be- G four became American Ninja Warriors. Uh, yeah, it became like the nin- channel. It was Ninja Warriors and Cheaters. Yeah, and I was like, well. and then it's uh, died. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, it was like, what if we just like stopped making game related content on our game channel? Yeah, let's see how that does. Yeah, I really liked their like coverages of E three and like, no, yeah, they did really good coverage and they had like they they'd live stream like the whole like the you know major uh, conferences. Like it was awesome. Like I remember um, uh, getting sick one year and staying home to watch um, all three days of E three. So like, oh no, I have a cold again today. <laughs> I guess I'll just be watching this. <laughs> yeah, I remember I'd always have like have the conferences on my sc- on my big screen, and I would yeah. watch it with my brothers. Yeah, it was exciting. It was a really exciting time. Be like chatting with my friends the next day. Be like, oh man, did you see the video about this or that? And oh, uh, there is something interesting that I, I think I might watch from this. Oh yeah, um, Tokyo Game Show, and I think it I think it does start tomorrow. Um, there is one keynote that's going to be really interesting to watch. Okay. Um, let's see if I can find it here. Um, I think I, I remember it. So was it the Idolmaster one? No, it's, um, this one, the appeal of, and potential of RPGs. And Hironobu Sakaguchi, the creator of uh, Final Fantasy, hmm. he created like the first like six Final Fantasy games, I think. Wow. And Naoki Yoshida, the the producer of Final Fantasy fourteen, hmm. sitting to get sitting down and talking about RPGs. That it actually would be kind of cool. Yeah. So I'm like really interested to see like what because. Uh, Yoshi Yoshida is like really uh really good at making games and I want to like hear like how they like interact with each other and like what what do they think of okay. stuff. I think that's going to be one of the most interesting things. Yeah, that actually does sound kind of interesting. I'd be curious. Hmm. Puzzles and dragons, perfect. <laughs> that game is still relevant. Jeez, I'm I guess. I'm also looking forward to the the Atlas um, oh yeah, the Atlas special or whatever. When they announced the Persona Five will be on PC, I am hoping beyond hope that they do that. Yeah. If they announce Persona Five for PC, that's going to be so nice. Yeah. I'll I'll pre-order that instantly, right? Because I do not want to. Pl- I even though I own it on PS4, I just want it on PC. Yeah, it sounds nice to have unlocked frames. Yeah. So yeah, uh, this week is a Tokyo Game Show, so uh, be prepared for that. Yeah. People who are listening to this have probably already heard about Tokyo Game Show, but that's fine. Yeah, it's probably already happened. Yep. They're probably coming from the future being like, ah, that, that keynote presentation sucked from those two RPG guys. <laughs> they just got into a fight halfway through and punched each other out. 
Oh, look, here's a, here's a, is it really difficult to become a professional game streamer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah. <laughs> As it turns out. Um, well, uh, well, yeah, so that's, uh, so the topic for today. Yeah. Jeez. Um, it's not video games. It's the end of the season. Yeah. It's the end of all seasons, actually. Yes. So, uh. Yeah, so summer 2021. Yeah, the end of the season's here. And it's been quite a season. Yeah, it has. I, uh, guess, I guess we already kind of talked about like what it's felt like this season. Yeah, but. we kind of already did. But yeah, it's it's been an interesting season. Has it really felt like one, but here we are at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is going to... I think this is going to be a season that probably largely gets forgotten, unfortunately. Probably. Although there was some really good stuff here. That I want to talk about, but was there? There, I mean, there was um. So here's there shows that I really liked, but there are also shows that were just genuinely quite good. I think they got slept on a little. Um, would you? Would, should I amend that and say the, the shows that you liked, the shows that Ann didn't like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someday, when our podcast is twice as big as Ann. <laughs> I'm gonna fight them. <laughs> You're gonna fight them. <laughs> I'm just attack. I'm just gonna call out the whole website. Like you guys are dumb and should feel dumb. But anyway, uh, yeah, there's been there's a lot of shows this season. Not a lot of hype necessarily. I mean, I guess probably the one that was most hyped was probably Slime season two. Probably like at least going into the season, that's what everyone was most looking forward to. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, as far as like. I don't know. It's like I don't I don't pay that close attention to hype trains. I like to watch things kind of without too much foreknowledge. But typically whenever a show has a season two, people are excited about it. Yeah, the most popular one was Slime Part Two. And then yeah. I guess was uh My Hero still running? Yeah. Okay, so I guess My Hero would kind of continued on. Chris is making some comments and drawing what appears to be a pile of poo. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of my hero academia. Chris is just um, actually, yeah, I think it looks like all the top, at least like most of the top ones are kind of like continuations for the most part. Yeah. But nothing really uh the the, the big ones really popped out. It wasn't really any big ones. Right. And I'll I'll talk about some of the ones that at least that I saw. Well, I I guess I'll start with uh um My Hero Academia since I dropped that. Okay. Wow, you finally <laughs> finally gave up, huh? Yes. Um yeah, I gave up on My Hero Academia season 5 because um it just was really bad. It I did not enjoy the characters. I did not enjoy the uh the slow build and like the the series went completely downhill like once um they took all might out of the picture mm. and it became like just them like training at school. And I, I think this is a weird thing with my hero academia is that um the 
um, how it's locked to them at school mm. because it just doesn't make sense for a hero the, to let the like fights villains and stuff like that to go to school. Right. I mean, it's an interesting concept yeah. and like, and like, I feel like there was, there was good potential there. And I feel like even like season one did a good job of like kind of blending the two. Yeah. But I, I do see what you mean though, as far as like how it's like, it's kind of holding the show back at this point. I really do think that's like the biggest reason why the show's not doing so well is because it's held back so much by the school setting. And it feels like the characters are not progressing a lot. Right. And um, that's, I don't know, like there's, there's like some interesting stuff in the show, but it, that's that interesting stuff like slowly like disappears. Right. With like the amount, I think we've talked about this before, but just the amount of character bloat that there is. Right. And um, how much uh, the anime, um, what's the word? Um, I said it the other time. Um, oh, you, you I think you're, you're kind of saying it was kind of condescending with Yeah, that. it was, it's kind of condescending because it, it feels, it feels like they, constantly need to remind you of what the person is what's the person's name yeah. what the person's power is and that's because there's way too many characters yeah and um they're like oh you remember this character that's 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 been there oh here's his powers here's right. what he does it's been here since episode four yeah <laughs> and here i am going like yeah, yeah i remember this person i yeah. remember you don't have to tell me yeah most of them are color-coded so it's easy to remember yeah like, but it, it again, it, it felt like after a while, then the the author was just scraping the bottom of the barrel for like different um, quirks. Right. So that's when I like gave up. I was like, I like lost all interest. I I never really cared about any of the main characters in that show. Mm. Like none of them really liked you know like stood out to me. Besides sure. maybe Deku, but he was good from like. A little bit in the beginning but then it slowly just got worse and worse yeah i feel like his potential character arc really got derailed early on yeah and like it's like the way i thought they were going with it ended up being so different and just not that is it just went very generic in a lot of ways but. yeah and like i would say like another two characters that got shafted a whole lot was um, Bakugo and Todoroki. Oh yeah. Cause those two were also very interesting characters, but they just got squandered right throughout the entire season. And it just, and seasons before as well, it right. was just like they, they weren't really relevant and because they were like held back right. for like dumb reasons. Yeah. So so yeah, that's that's my thoughts on my hero academia. I I don't think I'll ever pick it back up. Right. Like maybe when once the manga ends, I'll like read the last couple chapters of the manga. Right. But until then, like I, I'm I'm completely my heroed out. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate because I mean, because I, I mean I gave up a long time ago too. So yeah. <laughs> It's just, it has really good idea. And actually, I do like a lot of the characters. But like, even like, because I, I stopped in season three and I was starting to get kind of confuzzled with how many people they kept introducing. And yeah, 
and it's just it kind of it was kind of like what happened with Bleach with for me because because Bleach started getting really hard to keep track of because there were so many characters. Yeah, all the, like the different like commanders and vice commanders. Yeah, there's like freaking captains. twelve units, and they all have different things. And yeah, there's like thirteen of them. I can't remember, but there, there, yeah, there's just any time that a show gets like such a huge cast, it's it's almost inevitable that something suffers for it. It's really hard to juggle. And uh, I think this is where, like, I can like confidently say that where One Piece shines, it's because One Piece, like, it's like contained in the arc, but they're all meaningful. Like, right. A lot of the characters are very meaningful in each of the arcs. Yeah, I think I think One Piece is just basic design is really good for it too, because since everything's its own island, yeah, it's really easy to have <clears throat> the significant story with all the characters involved, and then when they move on to the next arc, they can kind of cleanly cut all those characters to continue with whatever they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, they're like occasional like cameos or whatever, like in side episodes, but yeah. And I think that was a really kind of just a brilliant thing to do, honestly. Yeah. And like, then you get like further in and then some people from like the very beginning start coming back and be like, Oh wow, this is actually a world where. Yeah. Like, every, like it feels like, Oh yeah. People like, are doing their own things and yeah. stuff is happening outside of the straw hat crew. Like, yeah. It's so good stuff. So anyway, that's derailing the conversation a lot. But yeah, My Hero Academia, no more. Yeah. Even though it got another season. Of course it did. Just no more. I mean, it's going to keep getting seasons too. I mean, it's kind of. Yeah. It's kind of got that immortality of like the Sword Art Online has where it'll, it'll keep pumping it out for as long as that author keeps taking it. Yep. Unfortunately. <clears throat> All right. And what's, uh, what's one show that you've been watching? Sure. I'll start um, here. I'll I'll just briefly mention the show I dropped just so we can kind of get that out of the way. Okay. But I dropped uh, The Honor at Magic High. Um, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Because it was a blunder. It was a blunder. It was a tactical error on my part because <laughs> – and you know what? I will take half the blame for me dropping this because <laughs> I didn't know it was a spinoff. <laughs> I mean – yeah, I guess it'd be a spinoff because it's the it's it's the same because it's the spinoff of the irregular Magic High. It's the exact same story, but told from the perspective of a different character. Yeah. Um, the problem is that they're telling that story way worse because, oh, really? and I, I kind of because I read this up and I kind of figured it out because I I think in the preview episode I complained about how nothing made sense, and everybody was talking about how like basically they explain most things in the regular magical at magic high. And then for the spinoff, they assume that you watched that first one. And so they, they cut out all that, uh, that, uh, backstory and stuff. Oh. And so that's why I was like, who are these characters? What is happening? How does anything do? <laughs> yeah. So I will take the blame for that half of it. However, I also blame the fact that just, this is not that good. And also the, the main, like motivational force of that show is that the girl is in love with her brother and wants to marry him. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a strong stance to take for like a sci-fi fantasy show. <laughs> like, yeah, like any number of, I don't know. So yeah, I dropped it after like five episodes. I mean, and maybe if you watch the irregular magic eye, maybe you have a different opinion of it. Maybe you think it's great. Um, I yeah. just, at this point, I'd have to go and watch the irregular first and then watch and the honor. I just don't know if I care enough. Um, 
the characters never popped out to you. I mean, some of the side characters popped out, but it was also very clear that they were not going to be important. They were going to be like very background characters. And I was like, well, the characters that are the most interesting aren't going to be even around most episodes. So yeah. that's not worth my time. I agree there. So that's the one I dropped. Um, I mean, I can't say like it was super terrible, but it relies on people knowing more the lore than I was willing to learn. So, so I guess let's, should we just go from bottom to up? Then I maybe? sure. If you want. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, the next one on mine, if we're going from, uh, since we're uh, descending, ascending. This is, this is ascending order. Ascending yes. order. We're climbing to the top. We're climbing to the top. Save the best for last. Yeah. Um, slime. Yikes! <laughs> that time I got reincarnated. Oh, by the way, we have a Shion with us today. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we have yeah. our special guest. Yeah, our special guest. Chris was so special excited figure. to see her. Said Swayed. that she looked lovely as always. Swayed's a uh, bootlegged uh, Shion figure. Yeah. <laughs> Had a smuggler in. Yeah. <laughs> Had the um, bootleg paint job and. Yeah, I mean to be fair, it would be a, it'd be a decent figure if it was better done because it's it's kind of cute. She's like sitting and holding. Rimura. Uh, sure, slime man. Rimura. His name's Rimura. I thought it was slime. I li- I was lied to. Rimuru. 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 Not like the fish then. Okay. It's Rimuru, <laughs> which is actually a dumb name. Rimuru. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but yeah, she's just seeing, like, she's like sitting cross-legged holding him. It's kind of cute, but yeah. not high quality. <laughs> yeah, the face is, face is bad. <laughs> yeah. Chris keeps like looking at it and. It, it like stares at you and like. Yeah. She just wants to be friends, Chris. No. That face will be there to greet you when you wake up in the morning. So <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if we talked about, I talked about slime on the podcast last time. I think or, you had mentioned a little at least, but I don't know if you got into detail. I don't know if you edited it or not, but I did not like slime this season. Mm. I think I'm one of the few that did not like it. Um, most people saying good things. Yeah. Um, wow. They really liked it. Yeah. It's been given an 8.32 on uh, my anime list. I weep and for humanity. Some people like it. Some people don't. It's kind of like hit or miss. It missed for me, mm. which was surprising because it was, it was a pretty fun show. Season one was great. Uh, Slime Diaries was meh, but um, I actually liked Slime Diaries more than season two, which is which mm. is uh, surprising. Um, mm. yeah. Again, it it did this thing where it was like um giving you more characters, and I started not care about those characters, and then it was hyping up this villain for like the entire season, and the villain didn't do anything; he was just like a pushover, and right. and. And he didn't even do one point of damage to anyone. Okay. And then he, uh, um, it is revealed, oh, he was actually super weak. Oh, shocker. <laughs> Twist. This show about overpowered characters, the villain's not that strong. 
So I, I don't know. I was kind of just like disappointed by it. I could get into everything else that I didn't like about it, but I would be here forever. Mm. So yeah. Um, I think that it could have gone a lot better. Yeah. That's my, uh, that's my thought on, uh, yeah, that's, that's fair. Well, you know, I think it's happened once or twice where the second season doesn't quite live up to the first season of a show, but although it seems like, yeah, kind of what you're saying, like a lot, like for a lot of people, it seems to have hit. So yeah, this could be a matter of taste where like, if you're willing to put up with the slow pace, like I think it was given a death sentence though, because mm. instead of a season three, it was given a movie. Uh, and usually that is a death sentence for anime. Yeah. For getting like a third season. That's true. So unless the movie is going to be like a spinoff movie. Right. Then, um, they'll be able to do season three, but if they do like season three as a movie, I think that's a death sentence for it. Yeah. It's always rough when that happens, but at least for like, uh, like demon slayer this season, this next season, spoilers, mm-hmm. um, they're putting the movie as a TV in the, uh, they're editing the movie into a TV series. Oh, so hmm. you don't have to watch the movie now. You can hey, just watch my laziness has paid off series. once again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, uh, um, I'm excited for that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, cool. that was slime. Yeah. Slime data. Slime season two, part two. All um, right. What's your next one? So as far as if we're starting bottom to top, uh, my bottom show that I finished and I think Chris can guess, but it was Detective is already dead. I'm going to cry, Chris. <laughs> for real <realsies. laughs> um, It was it was not that one. It was a a slow life of a cheat pharmacist. That makes sense. Um and this one is almost kind of a tragedy in terms of like how like it because this this is one like I don't think it could have been great, but it could have been decent. But I think this is one where, like, legitimately just the adaptation just really scuffed it. Yeah. Like, they just messed up bad in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, Slow Life of Cheap Pharmacist. Um, technically an isekai. Uh, they forgot it was an isekai till the final episode. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so, I mean, the the main problem, because, like, from what I understand, like, it's it's a decent, like, manga. Like, it's pretty funny. Um, the adaptation just really scuffles a lot of things. They shuffled a lot of story order. Like episode one is technically like should have been like episode two and episode 12. Like episode 12 got mixed with like what should have been episode one along with like probably like episode seven or something like. Yeah. It's like they just they reshuffled a lot of things, I think, to try to like create tension for the final episode, even though it's a show that's supposed to be like about not tension at all. Um Really, it's supposed to be a chillaxing show, but they're like we have to have a a, a dramatic conclusion. So, um, well, it's it's slow life is in the title. <laughs> I know. So, like, I feel like they forgot what genre they were supposed to be making, but they forgot a lot of things in the show. Like, they forgot that the ghost girl is a ghost. Um, I'd say there was three episodes where it was relevant that she was a ghost. Really, and the rest of the time, if you didn't know, it didn't matter. Like, yeah. um. <laughs> That felt like sometimes with like the uh the one from last season. Oh, with the witch. Yeah. I've been killing slimes for three hundred years. Yes, that one. 
Yeah, that was another like where most of the characters like because like two of those girls are dragons that never matters. Yeah, it never matters. <laughs> but like slime does it a lot too because there's the one girl who's a ghost. It's almost always irrelevant. Like every now and then they'll be like, "Oh yeah, she can float through walls because that's convenient for the plot." But other than that, like it doesn't matter. Um, the um, yeah, so like the little wolf girl Noelle is like is she of, the main character, the main girl? I guess there's she's the main girl. I don't know. Or is there not really a main girl? Yeah, I mean, this is, I would classify this as kind of like somewhat pseudo harem. Yeah. Because like there's a lot of female characters, but there's not really like any kind of romantic element. Romantic undertones. Yeah, it's just that I think the author wanted to have like a lot of cute characters to make merchandise with. Hmm. I'm going to be cynical and say that. But (laughs) um, Noelle is probably the best of them because she's super funny. She says the funniest things. She has like the funniest attitude and it's translated horribly. Really and they make her super annoying instead. Um, Cause like she, she basically has like a thing where like she says everybody's like names, like super weird. Like she like mixes like dog sounds in with most people's names. And it's like kind of the joke, but they don't really bother to translate it that way. Uh-huh. And so, and then the other thing is like, she has a habit of like, like certain characters, like she speaks like, like really like nice and cutesy too, like, like kind of like little sister esque. And then other characters, she's like a street urgent, street urgent towards like, she's like super mean and like okay. sarcastic too. It's super funny. Like you're like the tonal shifts, but that doesn't really translate well either. Um, so it'd be better when to watch like this and like, uh, like without subtitles. Yeah. If you can, like, if you know Japanese or if you can maybe like, there's maybe like a better fan sub out there maybe. Yeah. Cause the people that they did it officially just didn't try very hard. It was a crunchy roll. I think so. Um, but then like a lot of the other characters were kind of varied from okay to forgettable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just, it had potential, I think, but they just didn't do it very well. I don't think like they just, like they recycled a lot of animation. Like they, I don't know. It just, I think it either, they didn't have the budget or maybe they just didn't have the talent. Like this might not have been like the A team for the studio. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be mean, but that's kind of just what it feels like. The studio, EMT Squared was the studio. Yeah. Kuma, Kuma, Kuma there. See, that's the funny thing, right? Because it actually kind of explains the anime. Because, like, the art style is not bad. Like, it was a little bit simplistic. Like, again, like, it felt very low budget. Yeah. Like, I'd say, like, there, there's probably, there must be, like, a different show that they're working on that's, like, simultaneously there's getting more of the money. Maybe. Like, it's the same people that did, like, at least the same studio that did Kuma 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 Bear, which I love to death. And it's kind of in a similar vein of being, like, slow life isekai. But I actually feel like you care about the characters a lot more in Kuma 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 Bear. Hmm. Like, in in, in uh, Cheat Pharmacist, it was just hard to care. Like, like they didn't... Because, like, there's never, like, any real tension. There's, like, not really anything that ever, like, causes the characters to grow or change. And, I mean, that's... I mean, it's not like it was trying to be that or anything, but it just wasn't really trying hard at all, I don't think. Yeah. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. Interesting. Like it's, and if you go in with low expectations, like, cause I did finish the show and like, I get like at least one good laugh every episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, it was yeah. like, it wasn't terrible, but it like, there, there are better ones as far as like the slow life isekai genre. Do you think this one's better or do you think... Killing slimes for a thousand hundred years was better. I will say I laughed more with with a with a pharmacist. I'd say, 
I think I like, like just like a smidge more. Although I think that uh, Killing Slimes for the New Year's had the better character designs. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, if, but have had a better budget overall. I think it just looked nicer. Maybe like this one just like if you watch it, like it's there's there's a lot of shortcuts they do. But okay, so yeah, that was my my lowest of the low for the season. Um, my next one that's pretty low was uh, uh, Villainess season two. My next life is a villainess. All root, all roots lead to doom. Doom, doom. Season two. Okay. It's it's hard for me to <laughs> to to talk about this series because it's just so meh. Yeah. It's it's like I don't know. Like the all roots lead to doom thing is obviously like off the table during this season. As I say, because she hasn't been doomed yet. So yeah, because at the end of season one, she was like, "I escaped doom." <laughs> cool. So season two is pointless. <laughs> yeah, Great. So basically, season two was pointless. That's why I was like, I don't know why this is getting a second season. It, it should have been it. called "No Roots Lead to Doom." Yeah, or "All Roots Lead to Harem." So my life, my next life as a villainess was like. Her slowly, except not really realizing that she has a extreme harem. <laughs> Great. Okay. Of like, and that everyone she interacts with, like, whether it be just like her, like saying, hello, is like in love with her. She's got that charisma, I guess. Yeah. It's pronounced charisma. She, she literally like, uh, she was kidnapped at one point and then her, she turned her kidnapper into her harem. Perfect. <laughs> These are the elite strategies. Yes. So it, it's just like, you know what? I, I am, I am like iffy on it. There's not really much to say. Like, was it funny at least, or was it? Um, it, it was funny to a point. Okay. Like the the interactions, like the the jealousy between the characters, because uh, they all know that they like they like her, so mm-hmm. so they're all like trying to like get in her good steps, and, like uh, okay. stop others from like getting close to her. Okay, sure. Huh. Um, but I don't know. I liked it as much as slime this season. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. Kind of just meh. Okay. Well, not really much. I could, I wish I could say more on it, but nothing really happened. She like graduated in the show, and then they they like they uh, inserted something that made me kind of angry because she, she like had this dream of like how, when she was like before the isekai happened. The isekai happened, and. Apparently there's a game number two. Okay. And so um either like in her mind she made up a game two. Okay. Or like because it like the last episode showed her going to this magical academy um to like study or something like that. Cause she okay. graduated high school or whatever. Mm. And there's a bunch of people that need to be conquered in there. And she's like, oh my gosh, am I gonna like um die again? Oh, so the all roots lead to doom thing is happening again. What a twist. But it just doesn't, the way that they said it just, 
it, it like taint my score. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's, it's hit or miss when shows try to set up for like the next season. Yeah. Like, like they use like the season failure, like, but wait, there's more. Yeah. Like, like sometimes it gets, it builds hype and sometimes it like that. That just sounds a little silly. Like, so yeah, that's a villainess. All right. Well, that's a villainess for this. For all this right. Season. There you go. Can have more villainessing and dooming. Yeah. I think there's going to be a movie. Okay. So. Well, I mean, it must be like surprisingly popular because I got to say like when season one came out, like I wasn't even that, that impressed with like the, like the con, like the, the, the idea of it. Like I can see it being popular with women. <laughs> That's true. I mean, that's what most Roman like uh, dating sims are, anyways. Like, it's yeah. that demographic. But it's essentially a reverse harem show. So, I mean, and I guess that alone, because like those are pretty rare. Yeah. And so, like, even like a half decent one will probably be pretty popular, just because it's such a small like, genre. Yeah. So this poor uh, female otaku that don't have their husbandos. Yep. <laughs> All right. What's your uh, next one? Uh, my next one. I'm going to talk about Tsukimichi, I think. Oh, you beat Slime Season 2? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? It's like everyone's trying to say it's like, it's the same thing. And I got to be honest, weirdly similar. Like very weirdly similar. I think me and Chris were having some epiphanies the other recording session. I don't know if I kept those in or not, but. Do they have a girl with a uh, with a horn and a... <laughs> What, what, what was it? what was your analogy? Uh, <laughs> a demon in the front, uh, party in the back. Yeah, demon in the front, party in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Trust me. <laughs> Do they have that in a Tsukimichi? I mean, like, there's definitely like similar things, like because the, I mean the, I mean I like I don't hate the premise. I just think that honestly, it's like it's the last couple episodes that really tanked it for me because it was really good up until like episode ten. Like I really enjoyed it, like because it's it's funny. Uh, the characters are are interesting and developed. Um, and like the the con, like I'd say that the main problem is that I like twelve episodes in. I still like there's not really like the show hasn't given you like what the end goal is. Like there are things like the characters are working towards, but like there's not really a picture of like what's the point. I thought it was. Uh, beat the demon lord or whatever. Didn't you say that? Or am I thinking about well, a different show? Probably a different show. Because you were like the demon lord is taking over, and that, then that's realist hero. Oh, that's realist hero. Oh, yeah, okay. that's a different thing. But okay. like with, with Sukimichi, like I think I, I think I like they're kind of hinting at what like I think because the end goal is probably going to be that he's going to overthrow the goddess of the world he was reincarnated into. Yeah, that's kind of what it's hinting to because she's kind of a terrible at her job. Um. Like she kind of she actively encourages like racism. That's kind of like the whole thing is like humans are on the top and everybody else sucks. Hmm. And so that's why like that's like the thing like the reason demons are rebelling in the world is because like they've been bottom trashed here for thousands of years and they don't like that. Yeah, which is fair. Um, and then um, the main character is kind of he gets tossed in the because like at first she like he gets summoned to be a hero for her army to like to fight against the demons. But when he shows up and she's like, ah, you look ugly. I don't like you. You can go play with the orcs in the, in like the wastelands. Okay. So, um, and so he decides he's going to 
like screw the goddess and build his own country kind of thing. Yeah. Um, makes a, he makes a pact with a, with a dragon that helps grant him immeasurable powers. Um, and <laughs> Chris is making faces at me. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, and then he kind of decides like, what if we just like set up a town and establish trade routes and yeah, just like try to negotiate like with the humans that way. And I mean, it's, it's really interesting in a lot of ways. Like there's a lot of really interesting, like things they are playing with. Cause like, I mean, it's one of those things like the here, like he's super overpowered. Um, his dragon servant, super overpowered. He gets like other servants that are also super overpowered. And so like, is he super overpowered? Yeah, he's, he's absurd. And like, they haven't even explained why, but his like powers are exponentially growing. Like it's actually, cause one of the things is like, he has to wear like, cause they like early on, they meet some dwarves and they craft him like special clothes because he's actually so powerful that his body can't handle it. Like he has to like wear clothes to like restrain his power because otherwise it would like consume his flesh with like the amount of mana he's producing. Okay. And so he has to like wear like all these like rings and ornaments to like basically like curse himself to like restrain it. Hmm. Because otherwise, and the other thing is like, because like they kind of fear like, yeah, like if you're like, if you don't wear these things, like people will like melt in front of you. Like, do the, uh, do the dwarves, do some of the dwarves join him? Yeah, they join his city. And one of them is like, I'm going to make armor that's so cursed it will kill you. That's like his whole life goal. That's like why they join it all. They're like, we can't have somebody one-upping our stuff like this. But yeah, so they join in. Um, there's like orcs that join. There's like spider people and dragon people that join in. Sounds like slime. Yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> like, I don't know, but like, and then they tried to do like, a like in the problem, like, and it's really good because like all the characters are interesting. The dynamics are interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to episode tw- episode ten, where they decide to do this like this like weird shift in tone to like make you like I guess care or like kind of like they basically like try to create like a sense of like danger for like the characters and show like he's not perfect, but it kind of falls flat because I mean they basically they they have a situation where like some of the some of the good characters die, but they're like the most minor minor characters. Yeah. They're like super background characters. Like you don't need to like know their names till they're dead. And mm. they try to use that to like show like, look, there's danger in this world. And it's like, but we didn't, we didn't know that one guy's name till he died. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then to like, kind of like top it off, they have the character go off like on this like murderous rampage of revenge, which is like super out of character for him. Really? And like, and they try to justify it. like, oh, he was, you know, he was so shocked by the violent death of those vague acquaintances that he met once <laughs> and it's like it's kind of like like it's like super like brutal and violent like the show went from being like tv 14 to like tv ma for like the one episode yeah and then the next episode it's just back to normal like it's all laughs and goofs again like they're they pretend like that didn't happen at all they don't even like talk about it and it's like it's just so weird yeah that reminds me of uh how I felt during this one. This one show aired a long time ago. It was called Akigami Ga Killer or something like that. Yeah. And it had those like weird tonal shifts. And it like really put me off and I couldn't watch it. Yeah, it's like I, I understand the idea of like trying to like build tension in a show. 
yeah. especially like I don't know. They're trying to make it sound like there's going to be like, cause like season two, they're trying to set up like, oh, there's there are characters that are just as dangerous as him. I don't think they're going to be like, I feel like it's pretty well established. He's like, he's so dangerous. The only thing that can kill him is himself, which is probably how the show will end eventually Probably <laughs> is when he like blows up the entire planet along with himself. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so they, they were just trying to create tension to show that like, I don't know that there are like our stakes in the game or something. I just don't think they did it in the right way. Like yeah. it was like, it was kind of like a, it was a very like, like a cheaty kind of way to do it. Cause like they didn't kill anyone important and there weren't really like lasting consequences either. Yeah. So it just, it was a really weird way to end the show. So it's kind of disappointing. Cause, cause like otherwise like it is really like interesting. But, it looks like it is getting a second season. Yeah. I mean, it was confirmed like, and like, I'm going to watch season two cause I like the characters enough. They want to see what happens, but like if they decide they're going to go more like tonally weird stuff, like, like if they're going to, you know, commit to being serious, that's fine. But if they're going to keep trying to flop back and forth, that's, I don't want to deal with that. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's worth checking out if you want to watch slime season two, but better (laughs) basically maybe one day. Although I will say just to be clear, uh, Tsukimichi came first. This the manga came out like a year and a half before Slime did. So technically, Slime is imitating them. If anything, really, yeah, just saying. Or maybe they're all imitating each other because they're all isekais. Yeah, isekais <laughs> all basically the same anyway. Let's yeah. be real. It it is just weird. Like it's coincidentally similar in a lot of like unusual ways. Yeah, I like how that slow life of a pharmacist is very similar to the killing of slimes for a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Unfortunately. What is your next one? My next one. I guess I, I guess I could talk again just to balance this out. <laughs> I have three left. Fair enough. <laughs> I shall talk again. Um, well, actually, let's let's take this time to actually insert sponsor break. Yes. <laughs> um, today's sponsor is Glade um, automatic <laughs> refill spray that I bought. I don't think this is true. <laughs> I feel like I would have heard if the Mr. Glade had reached out to us. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, one show that didn't finish this season that is still moving on. We can still talk a little bit about it. Sure. Is our Lord and Savior, Jahisama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can definitely talk about Jahisama. Although I say she deserves to be higher up on the list, technically. True. But no, we could we could totally talk about Jahi for a minute just to talk about something nice and good. Yeah, yeah let's talk about something nice and good. Yeah, so Jahisama won't be defeated. Yes. Or won't yeah, that's what it is. Wonderful show. It's it's <laughs> delightful. It is delightful. It's a bundle of joy every single episode. Yeah. I I gain happiness every time she cries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes me a sadist, but uh yeah, she's extremely cute. Yeah, it's yeah, she's just like you just want to hold her and tell her everything's all right. Yeah. You'll get a magic crystal. You'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think, I think my favorite comment I saw in one of the episodes is someone's like, Jahi's basically like an adorable cinnamon roll until she opens her mouth. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's true. She's super cute looking until you start hearing her spout off her nonsense. I was going to say like when, when the magical girl steals the magic crystal. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> 
sure. We, we could at least, yeah, we could mention that. Yeah, when the, when the magical girl steals the magical crystal and then she's all like depressed. Yeah, she like starts crying. <laughs> yeah. and And that made me like hate that magical girl character so much in that moment. I was like, I want her dead. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I got to say, the, whole, the way that whole scene played out was so beautiful. Because the magical girl's like, no, I'm the good guy. And the cops are like, no, you're breaking and entering, definitely. <laughs> and harassing a child. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's the only way to slice this. Yeah. And then when she takes the crystal, she becomes super unfortunate. Yeah. It gets misfortune. Like, yeah. stuff starts falling on her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so great. Uh, yeah. It's, it's such a fun show because... I mean, it's basically, it's a show about a bad person just getting what's coming to them always. Yeah. And I mean, maybe slowly learning how to be a good person, maybe, um, in small ways. Yeah, small ways here and there. One step forward, three steps back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's the best. And, like, and all the side characters are great, too. Like, I love the, uh, the rival kid oh, that yeah. shows up sometimes to try to defeat her. He's great, and then um, uh, the uh, her servant or whatever. Oh yeah, her servant who has become super successful <laughs> in the human world, and 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 how she like just always lies to her and just like lies to her face, like no, I'm doing really good too. <laughs> this isn't my last three dollars at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's great. It's it's a really fun show. Like if you don't want something that's like. It's just for fun, like good characters, like and a good character designs. Really, like, I think it's a pretty good looking show. Yeah, it's a really good looking show. So it, it, it's it's just fun. Yeah, it's very fun. Like it's Jahi's a great character. They're all great characters. Yeah, it's it's perfect because it's she's like that character that you can cheer on, but you can also laugh when she fails. Like, yeah, because you're like, yeah, she had it coming. It's like there's there's no guilt, at least for me. And that like in every episode has at least one good like crying scene <laughs> where like she is just like completely broken by her own misdeeds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that. Like it's it's great. So yeah, yeah. Jahi Sami won't be defeated. Yeah, please go watch it. Please go watch it. Yeah, it's it's, it's really good. I'm already hoping for season two. Yeah, I, I really hope there is a season two. It is it is technically continuing on because it had like a late start this season for some reason. And it'll be 20 episodes. And that's that's pretty generous for like a season one, actually. Yeah, Jackie Summers in that uh, category of shows that have been really interesting lately. The uh, teasing-ish shows. Yeah, well, it's like shows about characters that are being bullied, basically. It's like yeah. the new genre. Yeah, like Nagatoro was last season with like dark skin girl teases boy. Yeah, and then we have Takagi-san, and then Uzaki. Yeah, Uzaki season two is coming. I think next year for her. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's it's a weird subgenre, but I'm kind of all in. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of all in too. It's, it's a it's a pretty nice uh, <laughs> nice genre. Yeah, it's enjoyable. So. All right. What is your uh, next one that's up on your list? All right. So now that we're back to the uh, disappointing-ish or yeah, middle of the yeah. pack. I'd say we're, we're progressively getting less disappointing, but this is you know this is still within like the the realm of like 
what your mom says every time you come home late. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is that section of disappointed now. Um, so I want to talk about Peach Boy Riverside. Peach Boy Because I'm very disappointed in this show. And I want to waggle my finger at this director for what he's done. What happened? <laughs> um, so I think I think I talked about the show in the preview, like, and this is this is a show I actually had to binge. I had to wait until episode 12 came out to watch this show. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is the show that they aired out of order. Which, so this this show is aired out of chronological order. Um, The story is not written out of chronological order. And and the other problem is that the show, like, so here's the thing. the, the, The manga, not meant to be out of order. The show was not produced to be out of order. The last minute, the director was like, what if we shuffle the episodes? And so everything about the show was designed to be in order, except that this guy's like, well, what if though? Yeah. Um, and it's, it kind of makes the show, cause like I watched it in order and I can't fathom watching the show, the order it aired in, it would be impossible. Really? And like, cause I, and I was like reading the, like the, I think the best part of watching the show is like reading the comments because people who didn't realize it was being aired out of order were so confused. Like, I think a great comment that kind of sums it up was like on episode, I think it was aired episode seven or whatever, but the comment was like, ah, geez, what are you saying? He's like, like, okay, why are they fighting a tree? I thought they were in that town that exploded. And also what happened to the witch that was helping them two episodes ago? Like, just like, cause like they just, things are like so completely out of order. It's, it's insane. Like, um, the, like episode 11 and 12 should have been episode five and six. Um, which I mean, and the thing, cause the thing is like, cause all the characters talk as though you've seen things before. So like they talk about characters that if you watch it in the air order, you don't know about these characters yet. They talk about events that haven't happened yet, hmm. or they sometimes act as though certain events haven't happened yet because they haven't chronologically happened yet, but the audience is aware of those things. And so they're, they're foreshadowing things that have already happened. And they're also talking as though, you know, things that haven't happened yet. Okay. And it's a nightmare. That does sound like a nightmare. <laughs> it's, it's the dumbest thing. And the only, and the, the, it, the, cause like, like plain and simple, the director was a coward. Like he chickened out on, cause he had two options. Cause if, if they had planned the show to be out of order, that would have been fine. Like if they had storyboarded it from the beginning to like, you know, foreshadow and hint things appropriately, then it's fine. Like stories can be out of order all the time. There are great ones that have been out of order. Like, like that's not really the issue. It's just that he decided the last minute that, uh, what should have been episode 12 wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been enough of a bang. And that episode one also wouldn't have been interesting enough to start. And so he shuffled the order in order to like garner, like basically false interest because like i think this would have been like a six or seven out of ten kind of show like it would have been fine like it's like a decent fantasy show like i actually kind of like the story it's very unique in a lot of ways um but he he chickened out basically and he tried to uh give it extra attention in a way that it just just wasn't good for it sounds like the guy needs to watch like um what is it called uh Aki Monogatari season one yeah i mean that i mean this yeah Monogatari in, in general like that show does a good job of being out of order yeah and Monogatari season one was like the end of it wasn't really this bang 
It's yeah. mostly just the two main characters going on a date. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is like, because episode 12, it actually, it's a really good ending because it, it gives you the backstory on one of the main characters. And like, it's kind of like a quiet episode that kind of like finally fills you in on like one of the more, like, this like kind of like more mysterious side character. And you finally kind of understand his perspective. And that's kind of like, it's like a nice way to end because it also, you finally like understand the motivations for like what he's doing. It's like a big part, like a big problem, like in watching it in order, like it's really good. Watching it out of order, you're like, why is anybody doing anything ever? Yeah. <laughs> like, because like there's like, there are moments where like, like an episode will end with like a ton of people dying. And then it'll like, next episode will be like, it's like eight months later in the timeline. And they're like having like a beach episode or something silly. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what happened with all that bad stuff? Like, <laughs> like there was a monster. Like, are they going to deal with that? Why are they at the beach? <laughs> okay. But I don't know. It's because it's a really cool, like, because the story, like, just to be short, is it's the tale of Momotaro kind of like reimagined. Like, if you know that Japanese folktale yeah. about the boy and the peach. Because the concept is like, what if like Momotaro was kind of like, kind of like this, like this power that descended on the world to save humans from, from ogres. Because it's like for centuries now, ogres have like basically been overrunning the world. They just like, they're incredibly powerful. They kill indiscriminately. It's kind of like attack on Titan style where like the humans just don't have a chance in the world. But then this, uh, this somebody, somebody, somebody is given this power of Momotaro and they're able to kill the ogres. And so there's like, there's suddenly there's this one person that can kill ogres. And then the show kind of like in one, the main question of the show is that the main girl character, who's not supposed to be the main character. That's another weird thing they do with the show. She's supposed to be the side character, um, but they make her the hero cause she's cute. Um, she also has the power for some reason. And that's, it's like one of the big mysteries is like, cause like for a long time, it's only been this one guy that could do it. And suddenly she can too. It's the main character, that one with the, the, the blonde hair. Yeah. So the blonde girl is the main character, Sally. And then uh, Mitsuko, the purple hair guy, he's, he's the main character in the manga and he's the side character for some reason in the show. He actually gets booted out of the main party. Like he has to go on a solo journey instead. So it's, it's mostly just the problem was the director. Yeah. The director just did a lot of things that just didn't make sense and just kind of just, he just dropped the ball hard. Like it's a good story. Read the manga, or watch the anime in correct order. It's the the chronological order is listed on Wikipedia, so you can watch it the right way. Because it, it's it's okay. Like the anime is okay. The story is actually pretty good. I want to read the manga actually because yeah. I'm really curious about what happens next. But that is the catastrophe that was Peach Boy Riverside. Okay. Um, I hope they do better. I think season two has been confirmed. I hope they learned their lesson. I really hope <laughs> uh, or at the very least this director gets fired forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, uh, there has not been a uh, maybe, season two. And maybe it's still being rumored then it's probably rumored, but I mean it, cause it, it could be good. There's a lot of really interesting things in the world that like I want answers to. So there's a little hiccup there. I hope it doesn't ruin the recording. Yep. What are you talking about, Chris? Nothing happened. I just finished talking about Peach Boy Riverside. <laughs> it has been nary but a moment. <laughs> yeah, we haven't stopped at all. Yeah, that's fine. We didn't suddenly crave waffles or anything. Yeah. So, uh, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see. Should I? I mean, should I get? Should I talk about one more then? If we're gonna try to like balance this out a little, or oh, so as I was saying, I went to Daiso and I got a mug at Daiso and okay. then I swapped it. Okay. <laughs> and we will never. So I didn't necessarily steal it. Okay. <laughs> and we will never tell the first half of that story. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i might leave that in just for the confusion factor okay all right yeah we, you were on a uh, peach boy riverside and yes. we finished that yeah so we just we just barely finished it still fresh in our heads yeah fresh in the minds of our listeners your listeners because they hear things yes they hear things so good risana yeah risana san risana san Anyway, uh, Peach Boy Riverside. <laughs> yeah, we're super on topic, so should I just move on to my next one? Yes. All right, so the next one I want to talk about, and I'd say this is the first one where I can pretty much, uh, I guess with with less reservations, I'm willing to recommend this one to like g- the general populace. Yeah. Um, quite good. Girlfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> this is one I actually dropped. Ah, Chris, this might have been a mistake think, of your life. You think I should bring it back? I I genuinely like you probably would hate the show. I genuinely loved it. Um, well, I, I I don't hate the show. It was just you ruined it for me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you like highly ruined it for me. I perfectly. So, like, ex- I saw an episode after that. And I'm like, I can't see this show the same way ever again. I perfectly explained <laughs> the main character, and Chris got mad at me. <laughs> yeah, I did because it ruined the show for me. <laughs> I felt like I because it kept on. The, the idea in my mind that that's how the main character was like it totally fit and i was like <laughs> it oh makes my gosh. sense right it makes sense this this entire thing makes sense it explains all of the the things oh no <laughs> if you too like uh, it is like did, did it really ruin it for you probably <laughs> i'll save it for you I, I, I did like the i did like the blue hair girl blue hair girl is fine she I mean, okay, let's, I'll get into it real quick. Okay, yeah, get it. So Girlfriend, Girlfriend um, is about an alpha MC who makes the best choice, which is to date all the girls. Yes. <laughs> like, why even dilly-dally with, like, a half, like, a half-assed harem? Just just go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's basically the show, but but sort of not, actually. Um, the, the, the concept is the main character, uh, Naoya, is... His whole thing is like he's like too honest with his feelings. That's like his character flaw. Yeah. Like he doesn't know how to lie. He doesn't know how to be anything but himself. Um, and through years of perservation, like perseverance, he manages to like he basically wears down this girl to the point where like she finally will be his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, her name is Saki and she is precious and needs to be protected. I think she's one of the best ones too. <laughs> she like I love her voice actress. Whoever did the voice actress for her is great. Yeah. Because Saki has an amazing ability to like yell and <laughs> scream. It is so perfect for her character. Um, I've always wanted to like look and like watch them or like record at record anime episodes. Oh, this one would be so fun to see like what was in the booth. Cause yeah, like this is one where like everybody involved had so much fun making this. You can just tell. Yeah. But Saki, she's girlfriend number one and she's great. She's, she kind of just, uh, it's hard to get into her, but she's, she's fun. She's like probably my favorite in a lot of ways. Uh, but ba- so he starts dating her. And then after he starts dating her, this other girl confesses to him and 
she reveals that she's been like practicing her confession for the last like year and a half because she was like so nervous about it. Yeah. And she like does all this stuff to like try to impress him. And like he feels like so like guilty, but also, also like she's like so cute and like <laughs> like nice and innocent. He's like, oh, I want to date her too, though, because she's so cute and nice and she tries so hard. Yeah. And so then he goes to Saki and he's like, hey, I have a proposition for you. (laughs) Yeah. And thus the show begins. Yeah. It had a hell of a first episode. It's so good. I mean, and, you know, it's, I'd say like as ridiculous as the situation is like, I think it's pretty realistic the way it was carried out because Saki is not a fan of the idea for obvious reasons. Yeah. And even like Nagisa is like, I don't think she's like super on board with it, but she's also like, this is like my only shot. So I guess it's better than nothing. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like, I, so like that, yeah, that all happens. And like most of the early seasons, is actually just the two of them until a third girl figures it out and then just gets crazier from there. And Harem. Does, does he start like dating her too? No. So that's actually, that's the funny thing is he's. He's super loyal to his two girlfriends and won't cheat on them. Really? Is one of the big gags. He's like, <laughs> I may be a two timer, but I'll never be a three timer. <laughs> Not even with that fourth girl. Well, that's yeah. So the fourth girl is a whole other thing, but the third girl is the best character of the whole show, and she deserves to lose and to crash and burn. Um, is, she, is she just a terrible character? She, yeah, Rika is just the worst person. She deserves everything bad that happens to her. Yeah. Um, but she also is a super entertaining, like she's so incredibly self-centered. It's kind of amazing. Like, really? Cause like, cause basically it starts off with like, she's like trying to like blackmail them because she's like, she knows their secret <laughs> and it just goes from there. But uh, it, it's a really fun show. The characters are great. Um, yeah, I, I a hundred percent like recommend watching it. Like if you're willing to watch, like. Like it's not, this is not a high art show, mm. but it's super funny. Like I laughed constantly watching this. Really? And just because of like the ridiculousness of the situation and it's it just like, it's the weird. Cause like this, the show like kind of perfectly tiptoes, like ridiculous, like ridiculous with like believable yep. in the sense that like, it's hard to believe that anybody would ever actually do this, but if it happened, this is exactly how it would happen. Kind of a thing. Yeah. And Nalia is special and he's great. <laughs> yeah, he's very special. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm convinced like that's what's going on. But I mean, and like, and I, I mean this in the nicest way, but I think there really is like something a little bit off in his, in his brain. Like, I don't mean it in a mean way. I think that just honestly explains a lot of his character traits. Yeah. And he's amazing for it because. He's so committed to everything he does. He's like the best MC. Really? So anyway, that's, that's girlfriend, girlfriend. Um, I, I so hope there's a season two because episode 12 promised so much more fire. <laughs> um, it's great. So maybe, I guess, do you want to share one then? Yeah, sure. Um, remake our life. Okay. There's one that I watched one that you watched i think you watched it i did i did this is one i also watched so we can Um, we can argue i'm sure i thought it was all right okay um i uh 
I liked the kind of like first half of the show. Okay. Kind of like how he uh, um, goes back in time and he starts making that game with them. I found mm-hmm. that interesting. Um, and I also liked how they kind of like showed like the consequences of his actions. Mm-hmm. How like even though he had this these best intentions, they were uh, kind of like limiting their creative freedom. Right. And thus it was like limiting their, uh, uh, it was like killing their desires. Right. Like the over management of what they were doing and stuff. I I, I enjoyed that. And what I didn't enjoy was the third time skip. Mm. I didn't think it really had a place. It felt off. Okay. I don't know. Uh, What was your thoughts on Sure. I, I kind of agree with you. Like the, the first half of the show is like really easy to watch. Yeah. It's enjoyable to see how things happen. Yeah. And then even like, as like consequences start to be like integrated and you're like, you're like, Oh wow, this is, I think that adds some nice flavor. The second or like the last third of the show I say is like pretty dramatically different. Yeah. And I, I like it less, but I understand a little bit like the author's intent, I guess. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, and I feel like, I mean, it might even be like things like, like how I interpret it. It might be different from how the author sees it. Yeah. Because it almost feels like, I don't think the author means it at all, but the, the way the show ends is so dark. Um, like, and I think it, it was trying to end in a happy note, but I think the implication is just so awful. Um, yeah. In a lot of ways. Because it's because in on one side, the show is about the character getting a second chance to like redo his life to make it better. Yeah, and I think the the like the last third of the show is talking about how like there's always going to be things you regret. Like there's no way to do it perfect. Yeah, and you're you're never gonna get it right. It feels like the 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 show goes from being like a story to being like an allegory. Yeah, like the author kind of has like these like life lessons they want to teach. And they kind of shoehorned it into the characters. Yeah. Like they didn't know how to way to do it naturally. So they just kind of like forced it in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel that way. Plus like, I don't know, like a lot of, uh, I think some of the, uh, main characters, um, weren't very, uh, they didn't leave much of an impact. Mm. like the three at least in my opinion really um i don't know i felt like the girl that made the most impact was the red hair girl see everyone likes her i don't i was very meh with her character really yeah um probably because like i don't know i felt like the they were obviously leading towards her him being with the blue girl the blue girl um but we know from anime history that blue hair girl never wins. Yeah. I don't know if she won this. And so, (laughs) and I don't know, like when the third, when the third time skip happened and they kind of just like threw away the other two characters and, uh, well, yeah, they kind of just like one sentence and like, Oh, they, they did this or that. And that was it. I was like, well, yeah, cool. But, 
Um, and it's hard. It's hard for me to explain why I like thought it was all right. Unlike the greatest, it's it's just I don't know. It, like the author, it just goes in such a different direction than what it feels like it was doing. Yeah. Like it feels like this show is about pursuing your dreams, and you know, like basically like not wasting time. Like whatever you want to do, you have to do it now, kind of a thing. Which I think is like a, a, a like it's a good message of like, you know, you don't want to. This shows like about not having regrets or something, but then it also becomes about how there's always regrets, and it's like, well, it's like it's like very uh, almost against itself, maybe. Yeah, and like, yeah, he has regrets, but he, I, I was thinking that like right when he was like, oh, I wanted to go back to the good, to the old days. I thought on the last episode, I thought he was gonna go all the way back to the very beginning before that time, right? Time skip thing, and it was all gonna be like in his head, maybe of like, then he was gonna move move on from there, and be like, right, just realize that he had to live with his life as it was, and yeah. Just go from there. Yeah. And that that felt that feels like that would have been a good way to like to end the show almost. Yeah. But instead they're kind of hinting for a season two, which may or may not happen. Yeah. It, it was definitely aiming at a season two. Like the the way the season ended, it was like a cliffhanger. Yeah. Cause yeah, and it because and that's the thing is like because my, my favorite character is probably the writer. I think his right. life is the most interesting in terms of like yeah. what's going on with him and what he's trying to do. Yeah. And so the fact that like he ends up not being in the show so much for the last bit of it is a bummer. Yeah. But I was first on team blue hair girl, but then I switched to team red hair girl. Right. I, I, cause like I kind of am for team Nanaka, like, but at the same time, like I think he can't end up with her if she's going to be truly happy. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to say. That's why I think he'll definitely end up with the red hair girl at the end. It could be. I mean, she's the one that's been the most in the series. Yeah. But. And I don't know. They kind of felt like they were natural with each other. Whereas it felt like kind of like the main character was whenever he would get the blue hair girl, it was like, well, he knows what she's going to become. And she only like really like likes her because of the art that she draws. Right. How he like idolized her art. At one point. Right. So it kind of felt wrong right. for him to end up with her like that was the obvious outcome and then um of him being with her and then they went down that direction it was like oh, of course they were gonna go in that direction yeah no it's yeah it's a, it's an interesting show i think it's it's worth checking out like if it sounds interesting to you yeah it's it's just it's like it's very different from what you think it's going to be yeah like but not, I don't know, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. It's it's just, it's, it's definitely a show that makes you think, like, and just kind of like, kind of just like have to decide what you're willing to go with or go not with, but. Yeah. I like how it shows, like, the consequences of a character's actions. I think. Going in the future. Yeah, it's, I think that was a really good twist, honestly. Yeah. Although, but. I, I was really hoping he was going to like tell one of them that he was from the future or whatever. Right. Um, Cause there was that one point where like um, QA gave the writer guy an idea. Then he was freaked out because he was like, 
I've had that idea in my bind, in my notebook for a while. Yeah, I haven't written How it yet. How do you though. know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really interesting things it plays with. So yeah, I mean, and I, I'm not against the idea of a season two. I think it could be interesting. Yeah, I'll watch it if it happens. So yeah, we make our life. Yeah, good stuff. So this is one that's actually continuing on into next season. Because it's, it's another one like Jahi that started late. Uh, it's a Crunchyroll original, though, so everyone's been hyped about it. Uh, Fena Pirate Princess. Fena Pirate Princess. Yeah. Crunchyroll original. Yeah, it's a Crunchyroll original, which usually means cancer, as we've learned in the past. 90% this time. This one may be like a benign cancer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But actually, it's not bad. Um, I, I, there's, I do like it, actually. it's um, The basic concept, it's... In some ways, it's super generic because it's about a girl going out to find herself. Um, yeah. That's like, if you want to get like the nuts and bolts of it. But basically, uh, Fena is, is a pirate princess. Not yet. She's working on it. She's going to become the, the pirate queen. <laughs> the pirate the pirate queen. <laughs> yeah. She will find the one piece. That, <laughs> the two piece. That's funny. They're actually looking for a very specific one item, though. So it's it's very funny. <laughs> They're technically looking for one piece. But um, so, yeah, she is an orphan that was like raised to become like a consort like a prostitute basically yeah but she runs away um and then in the process she runs across these two people who remember her as being um essentially like not a princess but like she was like the she was like the lady like she was like the daughter of this like really prestigious family in, a, in like this far off land. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, we can, you know, we'll help take you back to where you came from. And so she travels with them and then she meets other people. Uh, she gets back to where she came from. And that's when the real story starts of finding out what happened to her family. Cause like she has like vague memories of her childhood and yeah. she knows like, like she left with her father for like some important thing. And then they were attacked and ambushed on the way and everyone, but her got killed basically. Yeah. And so now she's like on this quest to figure out like what it was her father was trying to do. And all they have to go off of is like this, like a, uh, this like a uh, weird family heirloom that had been left with her. Okay. And so it's, it's got like a good mystery to it. There's like kind of like some entry going on. Like there's kind of like this, like a, who's the bad guys, who's not the bad guys thing going on. Cause there's like, there's like three factions of people that are trying to say they're helping her. Yeah. And so it's like, she's got to figure out like who's really on her side and who isn't. Yeah. Um and the 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 characters that she's with like the the boat she's on they're all ninjas cuz why not? Um okay. But I know they're they're really it's a, it's a really good like diverse cast. Yeah. Um a lot of really interesting things up to, like it's it's really enough on that's like it could still go either way. I think this could be a really good show. But I think it could also like sink pretty quickly too depending on like how it goes yeah because right now it's like like it's it's kind of generic but like there's just enough like uniqueness to it to keep it interesting yeah so i don't know i'm i'm watching i'm gonna keep watching it um if you want a pirate show that's not one piece um this is it <laughs> i don't think there's been too many in the genre lately because one piece just dominates it yeah one piece is its own thing but and i will say one thing i do like about it as this is fairly historically accurate 
like 1700s piracy. It's like there's a lot of name dropping of like actual historical figures. Yeah. Not super accurate, but you know, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Like run it because they run it like other pirate ships. And like, oh, I remember that person from such and such a point in history. So like, so that's kind of cool. But hmm. anyway, fan of pirate princess. All right. Yeah. Two thumbs up, one thumb up, one uh, in the middle. <laughs> I, I give it a thumbs up for now. I think yeah. it's had a good start and it's got a really good budget. So like it looks beautiful and the, the music is actually phenomenal. It's like really beautiful kind of like opera kind of music. It's like the singing is really pretty. So that's one thing it's got going for it, like really good. Okay. Because like it looks nice. So that's one thing. Um, should I do? Should I just like be doing two, I guess? Yeah. All right. Next one I'll talk about Dungeon of Black Company. Dungeon of Black Company. The little train that could. The little train that could. Because <laughs> this, this is a show that started off kind of mediocre. But it got so good so quickly. Shut up. Um, like if if you can make it past like the first three episodes, this show is so much fun. Really? Because it's it's an isekai about this guy who like he wants nothing more in life than to be lazy. That's like his ultimate ambition. Okay. And he will do whatever it takes to be lazy. <laughs> and so like he basically like he gets like sucked out of like his perfect life that he had finally worked towards in the real world. Yeah. Gets summoned into this isekai where he's immediately conscripted into like basically slavery for this, this like mining company. <laughs> really? And so in like the kind of the, it's kind of, it's a cool twist on fantasy. Cause the idea is like, it's like long past the age of heroes. It's like the fantasy world is kind of like industrialized to a degree. Um, dungeons instead of being like these like dangerous places full of monsters they become these like uh, these like environments where like they're harvested for resources and so he works in these like these old forgotten like these old mines basically and then uh, but he's just determined to like win back his like his lazy life of easy of like ease and freewheeling so Basically, early on, every episode is like him scheming up new ways to get rich quick and dragging his coworkers into them for really? better or worse results. And so, and he's like, he's the worst person. He's like just the most scummiest jerk. Really? Like he, like he uses people and abuses people constantly, but then like he always, like karma hits him square in the face every time. Really? But like the side characters are all really fun. Like the, the lizard guy whose name slips me like he's great he's always like at the butt of all the like disasters that happen as a result um there's like a little like a there's like a this girl who's like apparently like a super powerful monster that he manages to like sweet talk into like helping him really but she's like actually like even more useless than he is <laughs> but he's already made the contract so he has to put up with her um, so this is this was on Crunchyroll, right? Uh, this is a Funimation show, but um, it's it's super funny. Like in the uh, like the the show gets like more wild. Like it goes from like a fantasy to like a sci fi to a fantasy again. Yeah, and like there's so many like twists and turns, and, and like the side characters are like all really fun. Like my favorite character probably ended up being the the purple hair person back there. Purple hair girl. Yeah. 
absolutely the best. Super funny person. I wish the worst for them always. <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of like the nice thing. Like with like with most of the characters, like except for the lizard guy, he's actually like a nice guy. He's a good person. The rest of them are terrible. They deserve the misery that comes on them always. <laughs> Seems like you really like these terrible characters. <laughs> I just like seeing people get their just rewards. <laughs> like with Jahi someone or this. It's very much like there's a little bit of sadism to it because they're like, yeah, <laughs> I hope those ants eat them alive. <laughs> but but it's it's a fun show and it's it's such a wild ride too, because it, it goes in directions you'll never guess. Yeah. And the world is actually pretty interesting. The villains are pretty, pretty fun and villainous the way they should be. And also he might be the main villain. It's it's debatable, honestly. Turning into the main villain. <laughs> that might be what season two is. <laughs> like if there is a season two. I like this show the show actually ends where like I'd be fine if it ended with where it ended. Like it's like pretty satisfying, or at least like it fits the show. Yeah. Like if season two happened, I'd also be super pumped to see how how he further destroys the planet. Hmm. Um, but so yeah, a Dungeon of Black Company, a surprising, surprisingly good time. You just have like I'd say like first like three episodes you have to kind of endure a little bit because it's like once like the full cast is gathered together is when it gets really good. Yeah. So. Well, cool. Um, my next one. Kageki Shoujo. Okay. Um, Kageki Shoujo was a really, really fun series. Um, it feels rare nowadays that uh, um, shoujo manga gets adaptations mm. are, I think, I should say, good adaptations. That's fair. Uh, the last good one was Fruits Basket, the final two season. Mm. But... Uh, this one, I felt like they had a, like a really good budget for it, and it was very entertaining. Um, it's basically about a girl who uh, is a former idol who got out of the idol industry because she, uh, she was shaking one of the hands of her like fans at an event. She said, "Gross." <laughs> And then she got basically canceled on Twitter. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and so she's like, oh, I'm going to try acting. <laughs> Let's just and move on plays. to the next career. Yeah. And she's like very like has like no like emotion or anything like that. Mm. But she has a really sad backstory. And then, and uh, yeah, it makes sense on why she's like that. So this disgraced, uh, canceled uh, idol girl goes mm. to a school for um, actors for pl- for the play for mm. play for dramas, and then um, she meets this one girl who's best character of the show. Um, her name is Sarasa. Okay, and uh, she's like this really tall blonde haired girl. She's really like ganky and happy all the time. Mm. And um, it's about like her um, being like super closed off and like um, the the idol girl. Mm. Uh, she's not really trusting everyone. Doesn't doesn't like the ganky girl at all. Of course. But then uh, starts to like warm up to them. And a lot of this season one was like of her kind of like getting out of her shell okay. and um, 
just like treating the world different, I guess. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. And I, I really liked their interactions, like the main girl and the Sarasa girl. Um, the other like side characters were also pretty decent as well. Um, they all had their like little side stories and stuff like that, which was nice. Um, it felt like a real acting school for a bit. Um, one of the teachers was this guy who's like ext- extremely harsh and like rude, but felt like a teacher. Hmm. Unlike a lot of other um, shows. <laughs> and uh, um, what I felt was the most interesting part was kind of like the acting terminology and kind of how it was about acting mm-hmm. because there was a bunch of moments where um, they were, um, they would like act out a scene and you can tell like how, like the characters like interact and like do the scene. Like for example, like Tybalt, Tybalt, mm-hmm. I think that's the name of the character in Romeo and Juliet. Well, there was a scene where they had to act out one of his scenes. Okay. And uh, um, um, it was interesting seeing like different characters like takes on that scene. And like same with Juliet Hmm. and like different ways how a character would present their version of Juliet. Okay. So, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. And uh, the main character is very good at acting, even though that she's did sometimes yeah and like but there's there's a lot of it that was really interesting and mm. i would highly recommend it just okay. because it's a unique show yeah there really isn't any other show like it yeah so yeah i would highly recommend going and watch kogeki shoujo if you're kind of into a shoujo anime there isn't really any um, romance at all or anything like that. Mm. It's just like these girls acting and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, so yeah, yeah, that true. That is sound, like that is one I do want to check out, and I would have if I wasn't already overcommitted. <laughs> um. it, it's it's just very unique because it talks about like a lot of like different types of plays that they have in uh, Japan, right? And like how these like acting troops like uh, do them right. and like different roles. Right. Yeah. It, it's a part of culture. You don't really see in anime too much. I don't yeah. think it's kind of similar to like how Chihayafuru was about this like weird slapping card game. Yeah. Kind of like an obscure card game from Japan. Yeah. That had, that was all about poems. Yeah. And then you had to get that one character that would always like talk about the meaning of the poems. Right. That's another one I want to finish, actually, because I, I watched, like, the first half of season one of Chihayafudu. And, like, it was one, like, it was good, but, like, I never quite fully got into it, like, because it is very specific. But, but Kageki yeah. Shoujo sounds really interesting to me, because I would love to learn more about just that kind of stuff. Like, and if, like, yeah. it's also, like, really well done with characters, that's even better. Yeah. So, that's cool. All right. Uh, what is your uh, next one? Yeah, because I have a problem. Next two, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe next season I'll, I'll have more to watch. <laughs> yeah, we can make it a contest. Um, oh, my god! I'll lose. <laughs> All right, the next one I will talk about how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. 
This was one that I was kind of interested in watching, yeah. but I never really had time to. This is for people who love playing Civilization. <laughs> Let's just start off with that. Um, start off with the uh, the cottage and <laughs> yeah, gather yeah. resources. Yeah, you know, you, you know, you start in the Iron Age or whatever, Stone Age, I guess, and then yeah, you gotta you jump it up a little bit so they have like you know you got like the Roman times going while everyone else is still working with like rocks and whatever and. Yeah, that's what the show is like. But um, so yeah, this show is fun. I think I've explained it a couple of times. I'll just briefly. Uh, basically, it's an isekai where the main character is summoned to another world. He is summoned to be like a champion for uh, basically the human army yeah. to help defend them against the, the the demon swarm that is like encroaching on the land. That's like coming from the north somewhere and just yeah. just just kingdoms left and right are falling and collapsing and everything. Um, The only problem is, is that he's not really a fighter and he did not gain any super awesome, amazing abilities upon crossing over. He gets like one kind of okay ability, but it's not demon king killing kind of ability. So yeah, he's like, you know what? I don't know if I can lead an army, but I can do your taxes. (laughs) (laughs) So, so he starts doing their taxes. (laughs) Yeah. He basically, he, uh, he like rolls a 20 on his like charisma check against the king and is like, hey, how about I become your financial advisor instead? Yeah. And the king's like, sure, that's close enough. Do you, do you think it's like similar to like how Spice and Wolf has a lot of their like uh, um, banter about uh, economy? Yeah, th- I'd say it's very similar to Spice and Wolf in that sense. Yeah. Like, and they do delve into economy a little bit, but a lot of it is just like general like kingdom management. Like yeah. everything it takes to like run a kingdom and to run it well, like, and it, like the season one covers like all the aspects. Cause I mean, I guess into, I guess to jump into it, cause what happens is he becomes a financial advisor and he's like, he's so good at his, at his job that the king is like, wow, you're better at running this kingdom than I am. I'm going to retire and you can deal <laughs> deal with this. So he's basically like, you be king. <laughs> yeah, basically. Cause like the king's like, the king's like this like nice guy, but like, there's like this, like all these like huge crises happening and he just like doesn't know what to do. Like he used, like he was right. Like it's been like peaceful times, like since forever Yeah. and suddenly demons. And so it's been a problem. <laughs> like they don't know how to deal with it basically. And this guy comes on, he's like, I happen to be somewhat competent at managing things. Cause like, that's like what he was going to college for was to be like a civil servant. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so he becomes a king and they, <laughs> They contrive it in some pretty funny ways to get people to go along with it because normally when a complete stranger shows up and is like, I'm your king now, it doesn't work. But um, yeah, but yeah, it's really, it's really good. Just like every episode just like focuses on like different like aspects of running a kingdom. Like a lot of the early episodes are about like the food shortage they're undergoing. And so it's about how like he like, like what he does to combat the food shortage, like and how they like they find alternative sources, they they change how they farm. They start opening shipping routes to other countries. They start building roads. And it's like they're doing all these things. And so it's like, it's not like an action heavy show, but it's like, it's just so interesting because the king, like the main character Soma is just like, he's like really interesting how he thinks um, the advisors that he kind of gathers around himself, like the way he finds them and like how they, they also help. It's super fascinating. Um, the princess who suddenly finds herself not the heir to a kingdom 
is a little upset, <laughs> <laughs> but that's also fine. Yeah. Um, she's, she's great. Like, and like all the characters are like really good. Like even the villains are like, like really good. Like they're kind of like, they're kind of like classical, like archetypes of like, like medieval problems. Yeah. Like there's the, there's like the neighboring kingdom that is mad about land that was, that was like lost to the, from them, like, you know, three generations ago from a different war. And so they're constantly like waiting for their chance to take it back from this kingdom. Hmm. There's like this, like other kingdom nearby that like is like jealous of like their, their like ocean side land, like their ocean side access basically. And so like, they're like, there's like negotiating with them. There's the demon King, which is probably gonna have to be dealt with eventually, but yeah. that's season two's problem. I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just really interesting. And hmm. like, like it's, it's definitely a slow show. Like there's, there's like some action, but that's not really the focus. It's mostly just like day-to-day kingdom management. Do you think the main character is just going to go to the demon lord and be like, I'll do your taxes too. <laughs> I'm like, it's really feeling like the kind of show where like, cause like his whole thing is like fighting is a last resort. Like they do have, like there are fights that happen in the show. And there, there are like battles and things like versus different kingdoms. Yeah. Like, and there's like, even like, there's like a civil war that breaks out when he first becomes king Oh, because people don't like change. <laughs> it's true. But so yeah, there's like a lot of really interesting dynamics, like the way he has like, cause like, and it, it's really interesting how it shows that, um, like wars are not won on the battlefield. Basically it's what's happening behind the scenes. It's really determining the final results. Yeah. And so that's, it's really fascinating to see like how he, how he basically plays his hand and he, cause he always has like, this country was like super screwed when he inherited it. So he's really playing with a bad deck of cards. Yeah. But it's, it's super interesting. I think it's great. Like all, like all the side characters are like super good and I don't know. It's. There was only one season, right? Yeah. It's only one season. No, there's going to be part two. Yeah. It's been confirmed and season two is coming, which is great because I want more. Okay, then maybe uh maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, this is one like it's not for everybody, but like if it sounds interesting, like it's like what it promises to be is exactly what it is, and it's really good for it. So yeah. So there you go. Realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. Realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. Okay. Yeah. So um do I need to talk one more? I think I do. Right? Yes. Doing two at a time. <laughs> Because I have a problem. <laughs> All right. So, and now we're getting into the top three for, for me anyway. Okay. All right. So number three is going to be Uramichi Onisan. Oh yeah. This one. Yeah. Uh, I guess the full title is life lessons with Uramichi Onisan. Yes. I've heard about that. I remember this one when you were telling me about it. Yeah. This one, this is another one where it has a slow start, but it gets really, really, really good by the end. Like I'd say it kind of, I don't know. It, uh, so I guess just to explain it real quick, um, it's about the main character is Odomichi. He's uh, the star of this ch- this children's TV show called Together with Maman. And the whole show is kind of like about him teaching kids how to like exercise, how to get along with each other. Like all these like, this is like the basic like kids shows things. Yeah. But, and for the show, he's got to have like this like really bubbly, energetic personality. He's supposed to like play with the kids and, there's like live kids in the audience that like to like do the show with him and things. But the problem is that he has, he has like 
this like super pessimistic outlook on reality. Yeah. Cause nothing in his life has really worked out. So this is like the bottom of the, he just is like now at the bottom of the barrel and he's at this job. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's not that he's at the bottom of the barrel. Like he's like, he's like a really like famous personality. Like the show is like super successful. Oh, that's the thing is like, he's like in a, in a technical sense, like he's very successful, but he just doesn't like where he is. He doesn't like, like he doesn't it's like the job. It's really strange. Cause like, like the part of the show is like trying to figure out like what's going on exactly. Yeah. And that's why the show becomes so good because like he's, he's super miserable. Like he's unhappy and like a lot of the, cause the, it's a comedy show. And the joke is that he's constantly like, like while trying to be happy in front of the kids, like his, like, like the mask is kind of cracking. And yeah. so he's like saying things to the kids on accident. They're like super like dark and heavy. <laughs> like, yeah. I think uh, my favorite thing that he slips out, like they're ta- the kids are like talking about dreams and like what they want to be when they grow up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Urimichi. And he's like, oh, well, I've already grown up. Like, and kind of goes into that a little bit. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, and he's like, you know, kids, you got to remember, like, a dream's a good thing to have. But the longer you hold it, the heavier it gets. And so you got to <laughs> learn when to put it away. <laughs> oh, that's bad. It's super depressing. That is super depressing. But there, there's moments like that constantly where he's just like, it's like a super like innocent kind of like kid show thing. And then he just accidentally says something that's. It's really, heavy. <laughs> really heavy and he's also like super abusive to like his co-stars like the there's two like uh, mascot characters kumamo like uh it's uh kumao and usao that's what their names are that's a it's a bear and a rabbit um he's super abusive to the rabbit like he makes the rabbit do all the horrible stuff on the show really like he'll be like hey kids you can do such and such with usao and they start like <laughs> ripping him apart or whatever <laughs> but and it's just it's just fun and and the show like because the show like starts off just like a lot of, like kind of like one-off jokes like that and it slowly progresses as like you learn about like the five because there's five uh, main characters of the show and as like you learn about each of them and like what's going on in their lives and you kind of like realize that like they're all kind of struggling in their own ways yeah and they all have like just like different kinds of regrets and things that just haven't worked out for them in life like like for him like that shows like kind of like the best it's ever been for his life in a way but for some of the others it's like kind of like the low point of their career oh, yeah. like the girl who like the i can't remember her name unetta maybe i think onetta um like she used to be like this like really popular idol but then like her it just kind of like it fell out from under her like things didn't work out she was somebody else became more popular or whatever. And so now she's like stuck on this, this like small time show. <laughs> yeah. And then like the, like everybody kind of has a story like that where like something just didn't work out. Now they're there. And then like the show kind of gets, I don't, it never gets serious. But like you start to understand that like what's really going on is like, um, the show's kind of just like about like, uh, different kinds of like mental issues that people have. Cause like what is basically, he has depression is the long and short of it. Yeah. And so like, it doesn't really matter like what's happening. Like he's just always going to be sad in a way. And it's about him like learning to cope to cope. Yeah. And so okay. like, it's kind of heavy, but it's also like, I don't know. It's really affirming to see like how the characters kind of like work together to kind of at least try to be happy, <laughs> but it's, it's really good. So life lessons with Odomichi Oni-san. Yeah. I really want to try that one. I kind of want to try that one. Yeah. It's when like, a batch. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the things like the first half of the show is very episodic. I mean, the whole series is pretty episodic. Yeah. 
but the first half is like just fun and games and it's like the second half when you start getting like more into depth with things and like i kind of hope there's a season two because i think it'd be good it'd be interesting to see how it keeps going okay but yeah so that's that was like a surprising good show yeah so that one okay so uh my next one is one that's not done yet oh fortunately uh love life superstar okay um, I was going to put this as my favorite one, but um, I'm kind of behind on it. Okay, that's fair. And so I can't really uh, give everyone a uh, my full opinion on it yet. Sure, at least as it is so far. Yeah, but as it is so far, it's really fun. Um, it, it's the, the character dynamics are really fun. They, they're, they're really funny. And uh, I, I really like that about the original, about the main Love Live series, is that the character interactions and like are the best part. Yeah, nice. And of course, the music. I I enjoy idol music, so that's that's good. So it's like good quality idol music. Yeah, it's good quality idol music. That's good. So uh, I don't really want to say anything more. Maybe I'll talk about it once it finishes airing. Yeah, sure. Is it continuing to next season? Or? No, it's just they aired it at a weird time, like Jahi-sama. Oh, okay. So it's going to like end partway into... Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. It was... It's weird. They, I don't know why it's on a delay like that, but... Yeah, I think there was a couple of studios that were having like production issues. Yeah. Like, I think that's what happened with uh, with Fena, is it? Like, Pirate Prince, is it? They had unexpected problems, I guess. Yeah, I'd I'd really recommend uh, Love Live Superstar if you're very if you are into idols, if you're into I like that idol. Uh, like it's a really anime. good example of it. Yeah, it's 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 a better example of idols than okay. like than other shows. Okay, because it's more like casual idols. Okay, because they're like going to school and they're like at school and they're doing this school idol thing. All right, it's basically like a. a like a club. I okay. Guess. Idols light or something okay. like that. Like Kaon esque maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Love life superstar. Cool. Don't really want to say anything more until I have a, until it's over. So that's fair, but it's been really good so far for you. Yeah. That's good. Very fun. Nice. I have fun every episode, even though I'm really behind. <laughs> well, that's, I understand that. Part of me is like, I want to wait until it's over so I could binge it because I want to binge it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I there was a couple I ended up binging a little just because. Yeah, it's hard. Some some shows are hard to watch week to week. Yeah, but. All right. What's your? Uh, All right. So, my you, you have uh, three left, right? I have two left. Two left. Okay, you could do one, then I'll do one, then you do the last one. Okay, sure. Oh boy, going out with a bang, are we? <laughs> <laughs> um. So the next, my second favorite season, I can, sorry, nah, Chris is already uh, wrong. Uh, Chris is already more disappointed than ever. <laughs> so my second favorite of the season is the Duke of Death and his maid. Um, this is, this is like, and actually like all three of the shows that are my favorite, like kind of really surprised me and came out of nowhere. But this one. Wasn't this one CG? Yeah, this one's CG. And right now that's like its biggest crime. Like, I mean, but here's the thing, like, it looks fine. Like, it's not bad CG. Like, and I just wanted to do a quick shout out to everybody on my anime list who is giving the show two stars. 
because it's CG and no other reason after watching one episode. You all suck. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> this is a, like, like calm down. But so yeah, it's a CG show. It's, it's decent. Is like, it you know, around that similar vein as a uh, Nagatoro and bullying? Not really. Like that's, that's what's so weird about the show. The show kind of sold itself as being that, but it really stops being that way after a couple episodes. 7.68 is fine. Yes. I mean, I guess it's, it's somehow beating, beating the odds despite the animation. Like most of the, the, maybe it's, maybe it's gotten better since I checked. I haven't looked for a couple, like since it finished. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine. Okay. So I guess, so I guess people are warming up now that people are finishing it, but it's a really, it's an excellent fairy tale. Like that's what it is at the core is it's a fairy tale story and it's phenomenal fairy tale. Hmm. So, because the the gist of the story is that uh, the main character, the Duke, was cursed when he was five years old by a witch, so that anything he touches that's alive will die. Like, he kills everything he touches. That'd be a, a cleaner way to say that. Yeah. Um, and so, as a result, his family, like, he's, like, part of like, this, like, rich, aristocratic family. Like, I think it's, like, vaguely England. This takes place in, it's, like, somewhere in Europe kind of thing. Um, but they're aristocracy and they banish him to like their villa out in the forest because they're scared of him. He's, he's like, cause he's can touch things and kill them. Yeah. And so he's sent there to live alone with a butler and then a maid comes along later. Hence the maid part of the title. Yeah. Um, which actually I just realized cause the name in Japanese is actually the Duke of death and his black maid, which makes more sense. Kurumi, yeah. but because one of the things is just, she's always dressed all in black, which is a and that's so isn't like, that her personality too? Well, black. Yeah, like well, it's the show has like does really awesome stuff with symbolism. Like colors have a lot of meaning in the show. Mm. Like colors have meaning, shapes have meaning. Um, there are certain like sounds and like musical pieces that have like associated like symbols to them. Like it's really. Like this is a show I kind of like want to watch again just to see if I, what I can dissect. Yeah. Um, but so, the, yeah, sorry, the premise. So he's banished to this villa and while he's living there alone in like, he's like basically super miserable. Um, eventually this, this maid shows up. He was also like hired to like help the butler cause the butler is overwhelmed with trying to run a whole household basically by himself. Yeah. Um, but she shows up. And for some, like, whatever reason, she gets a lot of sadistic joy out of, like, taunting him. Like, she, like, teases him, like, with her, like, kind of, like, kind of, like, with her body and stuff. It's, like, it's very, uh, what's the word, like, etchy, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. Like, she does a lot of that kind of stuff to, like, mess with him. Like, trying to, like, goad him into touching her. It is the bullying thing. It's, <laughs> it's I mean, like Izaki and, uh. Sort of. There's and like there because there's like reasoning to everything that happens. Oh. Like it's not this like. I mean, it it could be similar to Nagatoro in a way because there's like a because what it is is like because it, it becomes like a romance show because like it's kind of the thing of like she teases him and he reacts it's, it's so she Nagatoro. teases tomorrow. But what happens eventually is that because they they start having like real feelings for each other. And so it's like Nagatoro. Yeah. But like, so like, (laughs) but the problem is like, it's not a problem. Like the show stops becoming a comedy and starts becoming really sad. Oh, really? Because, because they can't touch each other. 
yeah because like they can't really ever like they can't hold hands like they can't like dance or anything like and really at the end of the day like he can't have a normal life and and so the show kind of has like like it, it never gets like completely sad like it's not like like super dark or anything but like there's always like this undercurrent of like just like how wrong it is like the way like he like way like his life is the way he and so like so like a big part of the show is like he's trying to figure a way to like break the curse so that he can have a normal life because does, does, does he have any clues i mean they they slowly are like finding clues like like as the show goes on like they they meet certain people like they they meet other witches basically that are kind of willing to help them out to a degree and like you know, other things happen, um, but it's it's just a really good show. Like, because like the two main characters, the Duke and his maid Alice, are it's like they're like a really like good main characters. Like you can really understand, like at least like with the Duke, you understand everything driving him. Alice is really interesting that you don't fully understand what's going on in her head, at least for most of the show. Yeah. Like the final arc of the show is kind of when you finally see what's going on from her perspective. And it's sad, but because <laughs> everything in the show is slightly sad. Well, at least it's getting a second season. No, yeah, I was I was super happy to see that. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a really good romance. It's an amazing like fairy tale story. Like very traditional fairy tale. Yeah. So I don't know. If you can get over the fact that it's in CG, it's it's wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. It's just a good time. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll put that one on my list as well to, to watch. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like if you watch like the first couple episodes, you can kind of get a feel for it. If it sounds interesting, it's, it does it really well, what it's trying to do. So, yeah. So that is that. So, my next one is my best one of the season. Okay. Is Miss Koyabash Koyab Kobayashi's you can do it. <laughs> Dragon Maid. Good job. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. And that was like season five, two. That was like four syllables, so. Yes. Kobayashi. There you yeah. go. It always works. So um, this was the best of the season for you. Yeah, this was the best of the season. Okay. Uh, and I was extremely reserved right at the very beginning. I remember you were, you were kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed. Um, but it actually grew on me and, uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Was it really good? Yeah. It's just, you've seen season one. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically just more of season one. Oh, that's good then. That's great. like, like one of my favorite characters is like, this like one kid he's this um this boy who like has a um a sorcerer in training uh okay yeah and he like uh is living with one of the dragon uh ladies right and the dragon lady always like teases her teases him and stuff like that and his reactions are hilarious and then like the other character i really like is uh uh, Kana and Saikawa. Oh yeah, they're misadventures. Yes, because <laughs> Saikawa is like the funniest thing ever. She's the worst. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's a brat, but okay. <laughs> she is a brat. 
but the lengths that which she does to do things is just <laughs> it's admirable it's admirable <laughs> and so uh and then uh the new girl um i was first like uh not really sure about but as it went on i, I liked her a bit more and more okay um the animation fantastic yeah. like that was like the best thing about the the whole season was just every episode it was like a feast for the eyes and kyoto animation it's just it, they really are the best animated studio out there mm. nowadays they put so much work and so much uh, like passion into it that um it's just really it's really fun to watch and um dragon maid it has like a lot of like uh it's really nonsensical a lot of the times. So it's like perfect uh, the way that they animated it. So, so yeah, um, Dragon Maid, fantastic. Like there's not really much I can say about it. That's already been said, like from yeah. my previous season. Sure. It's just more Dragon Maid, which is great. Yeah, it's more and better. Yeah, more and better. And uh, the the best thing about it is that it's fun. Like every episode is fun mm. and some episodes are really relaxing too. Like it's fun and relaxing. Um, so yeah. And, uh, I like how Kobayashi kind of like develops near the end of the uh, season. Mm. Cause, uh, and same with, uh, Toru in a way. And one of the other dragon girls, I believe it's Alma, the one with the, uh, okay. The demon in the front. <laughs> Why do you think it's so funny? <laughs> I try to front party in the back. I try so hard to explain things in a logical way. You just tear me down. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. Continue. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would highly recommend it if you're if you liked the first season. Yeah, because it's basically just more of it, and. uh yeah, I, I really think it was the best this season because it, it hit every box. Um, I was going to say Kageki Shoujo was the best this season for me, mm. but um, I think it missed the uh, missed a couple boxes. Okay. Kind of like in the animation department, maybe, because there wasn't really much. Sure. That's fair. Um, sometimes. But Kobayashi was like, it was always good. Like, always. And there was never a point where there was an episode where you could like tell there was a downgrade in animation, mm. which usually happens in anime. Right. Eventually there's a point where like the budget runs thin. Yeah. But So Kyoto animation, they're fantastic. I can't wait to see what they put out next. Cause yeah. this is, this was the first thing. Maybe that was the first thing or the second thing that they made after that, uh, um, really bad, uh, arson thing a while ago. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you heard about that. I don't remember that, but yeah, they had a uh, a guy um, went like a disgruntled like fan or something mm. went and uh, burned down their building. Oh, that's cool. People still inside of it. Jeez, <laughs> and uh, there were some casualties and like Gosh. some like industry like big people that have like made a lot of really good shows from them died. So. Um, and then they come back and then they make this and it's like, they're back. So 
That's awesome. So, yeah. Go watch it. Yeah, that's really cool. Don't watch Swede's next one. <laughs> yeah, I might agree. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. All right. So my number one pick for anime of summer 2021. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> it's the detective is already dead. Surprise. You never we, saw it coming if you didn't we, watch this show. <laughs> we've been memeing about it the entire, I've been memeing about it the entire uh, time it's been out. Yeah. Chris takes joy in my tears. <laughs> You just, so did you wake up from the siesta or did siesta wake up from a siesta? Uh, she did not wake up. <laughs> she is still dead. Um, unfortunate though it is. So uh, here's the long and short of the detective is already dead. It is, it is over the top, uh, nonsensical, um, just plot holes galore. There's everything wrong with it. But this is now my favorite anime of all time. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's better than Kuma Kuma? No, oh, for sure. I mean, here's like, because here's the thing for me, and like, I think I'm probably a little bit different than most people in how they rank things. Um, how much I like a show depends very strongly on how much emotion it gets out of me. Yeah. And if I'm like, how much I think about it when I'm not watching it. This is a show that I haven't stopped thinking about since it aired. And that's partly because everybody hates this show so much. And it's like really gotten my ire for that. Like, yeah. So like, like part of that, like partly that, like, so maybe just being like a contrarian, at least a little bit. But this is a show like, like every episode I looked forward to it. And actually I did for like last four episodes, I did like wait a little bit to binge it all at once last night. Yeah. Um, but I looked forward to it every time. I never stopped thinking about it. Um, but I mean, so the the premise of the show is the main character Kimizuka is just a regular old middle schooler, just trying to live his life. Uh, when he meets uh, this girl who says her name is Siesta, um, and she, for unknown reasons, is like, he's like, I like you. You're going to become my sidekick. I'm going to become a legendary detective and you're going to help me do it basically. Yeah. And through like a lot of crazy things that happen in episode one, he ends up agreeing to do it. And there is implications that they had many wacky and wild and fun adventures, um, like between episodes one and two, but then yeah. episode two hits and siesta is already dead <laughs> and he has to go back to living his normal life. And it's, it becomes a show about him uh, learning to deal with grief. Yeah, basically, like, it's partly like dealing with a siesta dying and then also like dealing with the emotions like what was she to him? Like, because like it was never like it was never really resolved. Like, and so yeah. he has all these like mixed emotions. And he basically tries to just like bottle it up and pretend like life is back to normal. Until this girl shows up who says that she needs a, she needs help from a legendary detective. And then the show kind of kicks off into like the real series. Yeah. Um, and it's just, the show is like a really wild ride in a lot of ways, like, because the mysteries and adventures that they go on 
are really over the top. Um, they don't make a lot of sense. Um, the villains are are somehow both really generic. Like I'd say, it's like very stereotypical, but at the same time, like completely outrageous. Like for me, I was willing to look past all of the some like all the ridiculous things that were wrong with the show. Yeah, because I loved the uh, core of it so much. Yeah. So. So like. So, um, what about the, uh, the other three, like these three? Sure. So the, the other three girls in the show that aside from a uh, siesta. Yeah. So there's the girl that shows up in episode two, uh, Nagisa Natsunagi. She's the one that shows up. She so is, she's basically the main girl now. She, yeah, she becomes the new heroine basically. Okay. Um, and she basically, she comes to Kimizuku cause she needs help with something. And in the process of that, she decides that she wants to become a detective. Okay. Like, and so he's like, okay, I'll be your, I'll become your sidekick kind of thing. Okay. Cause he's like, I, cause his whole thing is like, I don't know how to be a detective, but I know how to be a sidekick. Mm-hmm. That's like his stance on, on things. Yeah. And so he kind of like starts helping her and they start going to mysteries and that's when, and so like one of the girls they meet, one of the other ones in the background is a, she's an idol named Yui. She's like their first case kind of a thing. And she becomes kind of a a major part of the show kind of like her friend like their friend something like that uh i can't say she beca- she's important to the show she's there a lot <laughs> um and then the fourth or i guess the third girl um is is char or charlotte she is interesting in that she is so she knew um siesta as well um she always thought of Siesta as kind of like being her mom. And so like she worked with yeah. Kimizuka and Siesta a lot on their things. But then like once Siesta died, she kind of went off on her own because she hates Kimizuka for what happens to Siesta. Oh, okay. um, and so there's kind of like that dynamic of them. And then, and uh, later in the show, you do kind of, you, cause for a long time, for a good, for the early part of the show, you don't really know exactly what happens. You just know that Siesta is not there anymore. Yeah. And eventually they get into it, you know, you get more of the backstory, find out what's going on. So, so would you say like the, the best parts of the show are kind of like, when it's just mostly like, just like them, like doing their yeah. thing? Yeah. Cause what, what, what shines with the show is the characters Yeah, and how they're kind of interacting with each other. And like, and Kimizuka especially is just like, just as like, he's kind of coming to terms with, what his life is now <laughs> kind of like a relatable yeah like it's it's very it's very relatable like yeah and it's just uh and i think the problem is like a lot of people got really hung up on all the over the top stuff which wasn't which i don't think is really what the show is about anyway yeah like it's kind of just fodder to serve uh like as a motivation for the characters to stay together yeah um but yeah it's because it's not good like it's really hard to like recommend it just to anybody because yeah there it's it's a heavily flawed show i i can understand um because i i think that i I could i think i understand the feeling that you're talking about because there was there's there's been uh quite a few anime that i've like been into that are objectively bad right are bad in many senses of the word but then you just 
somehow it connects with you. Right. That That's kind of what comes down to is just like, I just, it, you, I kind of watch it with rose colored glasses, I guess. Yeah. Cause you kind of just have to like, you have to like tune out all the nonsense. But, like yeah. if you tune it out, you just like really focus on the core of it. Yeah. The, the core characters and right. their interactions. Which is, which is why I really want to read the, uh, the novels. Cause everybody says that's like the much, that's like the superior way to experience the story anyway. Yeah. So do you think the, uh, the novels have been serial serialized? Um, I know some of them are translated. I don't know how many, cause like, I think it's like the novels were pretty successful. I mean, obviously cause they got an anime, so it had to be pretty successful. I'm curious that when you, when you eventually do read it, um, if you like the book more. Right. Yeah. I'll definitely, I think I'll buy the first one. Cause like, I, I'm so in love with the, like the story. Yeah. Like yeah, I can tell it's so good. Like, and you probably know this, like I'm pretty picky when it comes to like, you are pretty big. Like, like I'm, I'm kind of picky. I'm kind of, uh, petty, petty. That's, that's the better word. I'm very petty. Yeah. Especially when it comes anyway. Hmm. Okay. So best, best anime ever for you. Yeah. It's, this is like currently my number one. I'll see like maybe in a couple of weeks once the high wears off. <laughs> yeah. I know, like, cause I'm still writing off like the, watching the finale last night. And you're, uh, gonna buy the, uh, the Blu-rays for it. I've already bought them. <laughs> you already bought them? I bought Catgirl Siesta. You bought Catgirl Siesta? I'm thinking about maybe buying Normal Girl Siesta. <laughs> Understandable. I know, it's, I know, this is, this has been a really good one for me, so. Yeah. I don't believe you there. Like, like if you really like it, then that's good. So. Maybe, maybe since you're giving a glowing praise, maybe, maybe I'll try it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, I don't, this feels like this could almost be like another order email where like, do you think I wouldn't like it? I don't know. Like, I don't think you would hate it the way you hate or emo, but like the reason why I hated it or emo because I hated the main, the main girl. That's fair. Which she that, deserves it. That was like the only reason why I didn't like that show. That's fair. Like everything else was fine. Like Kuroneko was good. The, the main character was all right. Kyosuke, yeah, he's yeah. He, yeah, he was all right. He just he just does way too much. He's a doormat. Yeah, he just just way too much for her as his sister, who doesn't give a crap about him. Yeah, it's that's a whole other thing. Yeah, I feel like this could so, be yeah one of those situations where like I like and I I kind of understand like the love I have for it is like very like. I don't know it's this is not really a show I can easily recommend to other people because I'm aware of like what's wrong with it. Yeah. And so it's it's hard to say that you should go out and watch it, but like it is my absolute favorite. Okay. And so like if I guess for the people out there who are maybe willing to watch something that's not perfect for what is good about it, could at least check it out. But I mean I'd say like watch the first two episodes. Cause that's where like all the emotional punches and like, if you don't feel anything after those two episodes, then you don't need to worry about it. But Siesta can finally continue her siesta. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's almost the line they, they end the show on, which is so dumb. <laughs> but I still cried. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the uh, summer season. Yeah. 
It was tumultuous. Yes, it was. It had a lot of good good shows and uh, a lot of meh ones. Yeah, this one was yeah not not as consistently high as last season. Yeah, still a couple of hits. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We're I'm excited for next season. There's a couple of ones coming out next that are intriguing, at least. So yeah, we'll move onward to the next season. See, yeah, possibly season preview next maybe yeah probably season preview next so depending on how much have been aired right yeah we'll have to to play by ear we'll gauge it but so yeah uh that's it for us this is probably going to be stupidly long yeah stupidly long apologies we had a lot of breaks (laughs) yeah i'll okay so yeah uh question of the day uh what did you watch this season yeah, what was your favorite this season? Yeah, what did you like? What did you not like? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a snack, snazzy joke for it. So, snazzy. Um, um, would you make Jahi Sama cry if you could? You, the answer is how, yes. How, no, the question of the day is how would you make Jahi Sama cry? There you go. <laughs> Give us details. <laughs> Give us a full fanfic if you have the time. <laughs> I don't care. All right. Well. Uh, where can they find you, Swade? Sure, they can reach me on my anime list. I am there yelling at people who don't like the detective is already dead. So <laughs> uh, my username is Grace Swade. Find my profile awesome. there. Cool. Um, I am also on my anime list um, under Zyga H1. And um, yeah, you can send me a message if you'd like. Since I have my profile comments disabled. Yeah. Mine are not disabled, but don't don't abuse that, please. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I, I like talking with people as long as they're not crazy. Yeah, it's a strong condition, I guess. Yeah, don't be crazy. All right. Well, uh, oh, uh, if you want to reach the the podcast or on Twitter, deep anime at, at deep anime dive, uh, you can reach us that way. I don't understand Twitter, but I'm trying to use it. <laughs> I post pictures. So yeah, I think that's that's gonna wrap it up. Hope you have a wonderful day, evening, night, morning. Sure. All right. Yeah. Bye bye. See you next season. Bye. It's way it's still furry. Because I chew sawdust right before I start the podcast. Somehow it's not helping me. <laughs> it's supposed to be like good for your molars or something. That is all sure, false information. Sure We're not, not doctors. The, are you sure it's not the brain that's filled with sawdust? I mean, you forgot your name. That's true. <laughs> it's probably like trickling up through like my sinuses into my brain. <laughs> probably. It's fine. <laughs>